I'm Nick Mara, and this is After the Turns. Welcome to After the Turns. I feel like I got it wrong, but uh, Evan, you've confused me so much uh, over the past few weeks. I don't know if I had it right or wrong, um, but welcome. This is an on-the-road edition. We're like college game day. Um, uh, doing this, uh, this isn't my normal microwave. This is, uh, I'm in Nashville right now, getting ready for the race weekend um, on Sunday, visiting some friends. And Danson was asking too much about the microwave. The chat will probably blow up about it. No, I don't know what's in it, um, but we won't know. But more, more importantly... More importantly, um, you know, we've got Matt, we've got Danton, and we've got Evan Pasoko, our biggest guest yet. We're so happy to have you, Evan. How are you this well, evening? I, I apologize about being the reason that you're not home for it and that we're in the middle of the night, um, but I'm happy to be here. I've been listening in to all the shows, obviously, and uh, getting the name wrong on the broadcast, but still doing an attempt to plug it. Um, so after tonight, I have no excuse to get it wrong anymore, so... Well, I was uh, definitely afraid that I was going to get it wrong, and it's okay. I don't think I'll ever forgive you. I was going to say, Nick, you've been the host for nine episodes now, and you uh, were overthinking it at the start there already. You, uh, Evan, if you knew, I don't think I knew the – I really don't think I knew the episode name or the, the podcast <laughs> name for the first three or four episodes. So this – getting it wrong is um, completely realistic. So. I always thought it was lapsed just because when NASCAR would have championship weekend here in Vegas, yes. they always did after the lap which was a oh. little like driver tell all with the playoff yes. drivers and stuff. So yes, after the lap is just so ingrained into my mind that when I wrote down the little ad read to plug the show on the broadcast, I literally wrote after the laps into the ad read. So that's why I was so convinced that, that that's what it was because that's what I wrote down. So, you know, that actually that that's the kind of context and that's the content you get on this show because it, that makes a lot of sense why you've gotten it wrong. That was a, that, that was always a good event that they always play. I feel like I got it wrong when I named the show. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we can't change it now. But, um, well, uh, you know, I guess we, we do have to talk a little bit about the all-star race and, you know, Evan, you weren't in the all-star race. Um, obviously. Yeah. Um, uh, well, well, are you an all-star? I, I maybe for the voice, but not for the driving, yeah. but, um, you know, before we get into the actual recap of the race, you you were the one who gave us the four options. So you you chose them. Did you have going into it, if you had a favorite, what were you hoping that we as a community would choose? And did we choose the right one? I've always loved Twin Ring. Um, so I was never going to be mad if that got picked. Um, that was easily on the list. We had a couple of different ways like we could go with it. Right? We could have just said what we were doing. Um, mm -hmm. like last year we did Wilkesboro because it had come out at the same time. Right. So that made a ton mm -hmm. of sense. Um, and everybody that was like, not everybody, but a bunch of people wanted to do something with the next gen cars when those came out. So we said, all right, well, we'll race in those cars. So at that point you're, you're in a box where you have to do something that works with a cup series car. So I know Matt and some others really wanted some wild ideas and maybe we'll do like some fun little tournament races later this year or something where we can get a bit creative, um, but we just we wanted to make sure it was a track that we didn't race at. Um, so we just picked a, a big track, an intermediate, a short track, and a road race. I would have loved the street race because I would have yeah. gotten a little bit creative with the multi-class thing. Because I feel like the road would be fun for like an individual driver, but it wouldn't have been like a thrilling race, right? Like Matt probably would have won by 45 seconds or something and it's yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's why we were going to get creative with it and then do the, the multi-class stuff. Um but I, I was happy with Twin Ring because it's a track that I've always loved. Um, when I actually used to drive on the sim like five, six years ago, 
I would always race uh, the IndyCar Open Series, mm-hmm. um, and I was really good at the the intermediate ovals and stuff. And when they would go to Twin Ring, it was one of my favorite tracks. So I was not mad at all that that was the pick, but I, I, I had some things up my sleeves if we had done Chicago. So we'll save that for another event. Well, that's good to know. You know, I um, I didn't realize Twin Ring Motegi was going to be, you were going to have to use the brakes so much. Um, so, you know, I'm over here having my hot girl summer, traveling every weekend, going to some different city, and there was no practice happening for me. So I chose Twin Ring because I thought it was going to be wide open, and it definitely was not. Um, and I guess, was I, well, Dancer, technically you were last because yeah. you never showed up. You missed the start. Yeah. He was too good for us. Um, I, uh, he didn't I read the driver's I, briefing, I guess. He looked at the session. Yeah. Which was scheduled no, I, for oh you you're like you because because you said the session was scheduled for like ten thirty Eastern, yeah. And I set it yeah, for 12, that 12, so that my time, I think, yeah, yeah, I had it set yeah. for that so that I could put all the settings into the race, and then once we knew the finishing order from the open, I could go edit the race and just change the time to start now, so I didn't have to start from scratch. If you had read the driver's briefing it would have said that the estimated start time for the all-star race was about 45. And I think we were pretty Nine, close to that number. So. Yeah. 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 Um, no, so hundred percent. I, I did read that. And then that's why like, cause I, I got, I got there and then um, like I was, wait, I was looking for the session and, I, and then I saw it. I was like, Oh, okay. I can't, I can't register for it. It's not until 1230 my time. Um, cause I guess 945 for you guys would normally be like 1145 for me. Um, and I think it was, was it 9.45 that you had it in the driver's break? Or it was 9.40? 9.40. Yeah, something like yeah. that. I'll have like five so, minutes as well. You didn't make it in the session, but okay. Yeah. yeah. So then I, you know what I did? I was just sitting here, like I was just sitting in my sim for like however long, like, cause I was like, oh, I've got until 12.30. I'll just do some more tweaking to the paint scheme just to get it like just right. Cause before that I just had a regular, like all white scheme with the logos on it. And then I was like, no, I'll really quickly make our proper scheme, like the orange and yellow, yeah, the orange and blue sort of thing. And then, you know, it got to like 1225 and I was like, all right, cool. Time to get ready for the, for the race. And then I clicked on league sessions, nothing's there. And then I, I, then I saw the broadcast was on and they're on lap 30. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it was probably, probably a blessing that he showed up on lap 30. Um, I, yeah. you know, I, I think it was more so he just he knew that we were inverting the field. And when you saw that Matt and I made it into the all-star race, we were afraid that we were going to wreck the whole field. So <laughs> he, 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 to, he didn't want to be showed up by you guys. Yeah, yeah he didn't want, you know, he, we were ahead of him. He knew track position was important. Yeah. Yeah. He, was well, not gonna he knew that, that if point. you beat him in the all-star, that you would have not let him hear the end of it tonight. Yeah. So well, we wanted yeah. to avoid that. Well, Evan, you know, when, when Stanton and I battle for a legitimate 13th place, I just, I need you because I don't want to forget it. Like when, when they have happens later this fall when hot girl summer is over and I'm back to practicing we're at like Texas I need I'm gonna need you to broadcast the battle for 13 when we're battling side by side and when I pass him you need to do an Evan call for us because okay. it's gonna happen at some point and we need to make him look bad it's like a top five pass call not a 13th place yeah no i mean it's it'll, that's, be, a, that's it'll be a 13th place pass but yeah you'll be like one of those times where uh uh Naj is way ahead of the field and you got nothing to talk about so you're going through the pack and then there's us battling that's when you make that call okay yeah that's the 13th because he's at an oval right Exactly, because he's at an oval. He was at an oval. And you know what's funny? I thought maybe I could win the Open just because, like, I think I told Matt as we went green, like, if I could just win the Open, it'll be two oval wins for me and zero for dancing. 
That was what the goal was. And in the open, the open went for, for myself, it went pretty well. I got up to, I was battling for second at the end, dancing. I don't know if you watched it. Uh, I was super proud of myself. I thought I was, I was gonna asleep. Win. I was too busy uh, painting. Yeah, he was, yeah. yeah he was too busy uh, painting his car all white and he needed to make some adjustments. Well, no, um, I woke yeah. up at 11.30. That would have been just as your race was finishing, but I, I didn't watch it because- Well, you know, you would have thought that he would have wanted to watch and see how the rest of the podcast was doing. Uh, Matt struggled to make the top 10, just barely oh, made it. so bad, yeah. It was. I did great. I was, I was, I, I, I fell back to eighth uh, because I had a Jeff Gordon restart at the start. Then I got my way up to fourth, battling for second. I was like, I'm going to get an interview on the podium. Didn't quite make it at the end, but I thought we were going to be pretty good. So I was happy with my run. And I think I started, what, fourth? And Matt, you started third, I think, right? In the all-star race. So No, you're worse in the standings. So you were fourth and I was fourth. That's know? right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I missed well, Nick, Nick and Matt, I, I got sent something, a uh, message to me during the, the actual race, which I thought was very... Very funny. This was this was from a, a viewer of the podcast, actually, not not a participant of RSR or anything like that. And I I, I didn't want to send this to to Matt in advance. I didn't want him to see this, but I'll, I'll hopefully hopefully it's visible here. Can you see what that says? And I'm I'm doing well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were in last. We, no, no, we weren't doing well, Matt. That was awesome. Oh, that like, the <laughs> okay, we haven't even gotten to that point yet. Literally, that was when we were riding back at last. There's a little bit of okay. We gotta talk about that. We get, Nick, you finish your part. Of, you finish the the your uh, part of the race. I started second. Um, Dylan Dylan ran so well, and I almost passed him for the lead at the beginning. And then I uh, the guy whoever was behind me, they were shifting into fifth gear with this new next gen car, and it got me like I could see him gating on me when he went into fifth gear. And I'd never I've never raced the car until that day like an hour before. So I didn't really know how to use it. And it scared me a little bit. So I started shifting into fifth and then shifting back into fourth and I locked the tires up. And then I just basically was a pinball for after that. And I, I don't know, Evan, I guess I read the rules wrong. I thought we were having a competition caution at lap 25. I don't know. I don't know why I thought that. And you can imagine when it went to lap 26, uh, how my heart sank because I didn't put any tires on it after I spun out. Thinking I was gonna have two sets of tires, so that that running in last place was on tires that had spun out, got spun out by Jeremy, even though I spun myself out, locked him up like four times, way off the pace. I and Matt, Matt, your race was a little different, but he was back there for a reason as well. So we were both in last, and it is funny because I did say this really looks really good right now. The people see this we're way, way behind the pack in last place. <laughs> Completely embarrassing ourselves. Like we're all stars. I'm gonna put it on my iRacing resume, but it's not really yeah. an all Not really an all star. We got like the fan vote in basically. Well, you ran well in the open, you earned it. I did not. Yeah. So, so it, didn't, it didn't go well. Yeah, I mean, so I'll talk about the open a little bit. I was I was okay at the beginning. I could not figure out three and four. I could not get the braking right. And uh could not get off four. It was really, really bad. Um, was consistently overdriving the turn, which is literally the only thing you couldn't do in three and four. I felt like three and four felt like uh, a short track almost. You're using more brake than you are at most tracks. I felt like in third and four, three and four. So took it was a really difficult time figuring out three and four, and I just burned the tires off of it. So after I think lap 15, I was just praying for a caution. That never happened. And I fell from, I think, seventh to 11th uh, battling Kaczynski, uh, for that last and final transfer spot. 
I was like, I should not be back here right now. But I also like, I felt like I burned the tires off. Um, I made some nice moves, had some fun racing with Kaczynski and Liam. And um, I got up to ninth battling Liam and I overdrove three a little bit and I ran into him. Uh, Liam was not happy with that move. He didn't reach out to me after the race to let me know he was not happy about that move. Um, I didn't think it was that bad. If you, if you look at three and four, as like a short track turn, which again, I kind of felt like it was, um, it's just a little bump and knocked him out of the groove a little bit, but it's not like he went way high and just kind of overdrove it and drifted up into him a little bit. Um, but he had already kind of had damage from an accident earlier. So, um, you know, he unfortunately ended up missing. Uh, I was thankful because if he didn't have that much damage, I don't know if I would have held on to the top 10 there. Um, but finished ninth. I was okay with that. Um, was happy to make it. And then I think before the race, it's thinking super speedway, maybe we can win. And at that point it was like, God, I can't believe I even made the race. And now I got to start fifth in front of all these fast guys. So um, going into the race, um, I didn't have much for expectations, but Evan, I don't know if you had the track settings differently for the all-star race versus the open, but the track felt like it had like three or four tenths more in it. I don't know what it was, but the track felt a lot faster. Was there anything different between the two sessions? The only difference was that the open was set at noon and mm. the race was set for afternoon. So like a natural okay. progression through the day. That was the so, only So change. maybe the track was a little bit cooler and it felt yeah. much more natural. Uh, it, it did. I felt a lot weather because it was set. It's always set to realistic and dynamic. Yeah. So, so who knows random. what the stem yeah. will come up with. Yeah. So the track felt a lot. I felt a lot more comfortable. And then having the open and the practice before that, like I felt a lot more comfortable. And I was running in fifth. Uh, caution comes out. I think it was on lap 12 and Nick's on the radio saying that there's a competition caution at lap 25. So I'm like, well, I'll stay out and I'll save a set of tires so I can hold it later. We're going to pit at lap 25. What's the worst that's going to happen in 12 laps. Um, so caution comes out again at lap 19 and I'm like, okay, well, it's only six more laps. The track is 35 seconds for a lap or a little more. So why don't I pit now when nobody else is pitting because they just pitted and save my tires. I'll run two, three seconds off the pace, save my tires. Then everybody's going to pit at the competition caution and I'm going to be in the lead with basically fresh tires. So that's why you saw me way back there with Nick is I was purposely running about two seconds off the pace because I was like, well, it's all about track position and let's try something different because it's all-star race. Um, you know, lap 25, 26 comes and I'm like, God, Nick, you know, you already had your problems. You took me down with you <laughs> and, uh, was a little bit frustrated at that point. Cause I felt pretty comfortable before all this pit strategy. So the caution comes out at lap 20 or 38. So there's like 12 laps to go. I've ran, uh, 20 laps on the tires almost, but I've also like, done absolutely nothing with them. I was running very, very slow. Um, I was like 10 seconds from going a lap down. So I was not trying very hard. So I was like, you know what? I'll stay out. Yeah, I think even like the five to 10 lap tires were holding on okay at the front. Um, that, that after that first, um, you know, the lap 12 to 19 segment. So I was like, I'll stay out. And then um, there's three guys who stayed out in front of me, which I don't know what you're doing staying out on 20 lap old tires. Uh, we saw what happened. I, I have it here. The, the oh, almost, yeah, epic, yeah, the almost epic save here. 
having great call on the broadcast. Uh, this felt like 15 seconds in the car where I was drifting sideways. And then I'll oh say Jeremy God. got to the back of me, but he didn't, I don't think. Um, you did but, save it. You just had to use the wall. That's all. Yeah, yeah. That was a great save into the wall. That was even better than I thought. I didn't even see a turn to the right. I just saw straight into the wall. What am I missing there? I'm seeing a great save, but it literally was you pounding the wall. No. So, okay. So I'm hit right. Uh, let's give it a second here. So I'm hit right here. Right. And then I'm so okay. completely sideways okay. for, I timed it on the broadcast for five seconds. I'm sideways okay. here. And then I, I, I overcorrected. Right? Just I say you it. got finished off. Just say you got yeah. finished Yeah. Off. I got finished off by Jeremy Miller. Screw him. Um, no, he came and apologized. And then, and then Sean gets on the radio and he says, well, at least you got something to talk about in the broadcast now. And I'm like, this isn't what I wanted to talk about on the broadcast, Sean. So uh, he should reach out and apologize later. So I was appreciative of that. But that was my day pretty much. I think I got up to 14th but uh, after the fast repair. But, um, yes, the, uh, the phantom competition caution kind of messed with both Nick and I. Should have Just like dancing, we didn't read the racing brief. And if we did, it might have been a different day for all three of us. Bro, I read it. Put it's all just, the time in. It was a conspiracy. It was a he conspiracy. was never going to show up. He was never going to show up. Actually, if you look at his account, he never even bought the track. <laughs> I doubt he even has the car. You're a really good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, I bought the track and the car. Okay. And I'll never use either of them ever again. Yeah, I did think I, I did. I did think I'm never going to use Motegi. I don't think ever again. I don't. I don't think like you're going to have. You're going to have to use it for a lot more exhibition events, so I can get. Uh, so I can get some use out of that fifteen dollar track. So this. Yeah, I, I don't see it being on a calendar for anything for a while. So yeah, I don't. I don't. It was fun don't though. It, it was. It, well, it was a great. It was a great finish to the race. I you know I think I was just so done with it that I didn't even watch the end. But I heard that it was really good. So. Oh, um, I've got it here too. We can go to that here. And in this moment, in this moment, Evan, I guess our question for you, when we've got Dylan as the in-car reporter, whatever you call it, probably a friend at this point, are you secretly cheering for him? Are you hoping he gets it done? Because he has been better recently, but you know, him and I have talked a couple of times and we're very, we're very similar on experience level and it's not usually should be in that position. So what, what is going through your mind? personally and then are you excited that you get to make a fun call if you made it I don't... it's always fun when it's close and i can yeah. blow out the microphone versus yes. you know three minutes or, or whatever but i <laughs> kind of want dylan to win just because it would be fun we have the camera with him so that's mm -hmm. always good stuff but uh if he wins it then he has the same amount as rsr wins as me and i would oh. never hear the end of that <laughs> so it's not the worst thing that he came in second <laughs> i didn't think he was gonna make that stick I thought he was driving into yeah. the fence and he was going to wreck all of them. So kudos to him yeah, for making same. it stick and then still giving him some room up top uh, to fight and, and wreck to the line. So yeah. there was a little bit nervous. Like I just like twittering because it's a fun track. It's something different. Um, I was a little bit nervous that the race might have sucked, um, especially because yeah. we don't know what these are. I thought it was a, for an all-star race. It was it was a great race. So from my perspective, mm. from the league standpoint and the broadcast standpoint, couldn't have been happier with how it went. Good. Well, you know, I will say you, you, you couldn't be too concerned about Dylan technically having more RSR wins than you because I won the clash and we don't count that as a win because there's no points. So uh, oh. technically, technically, even if he won, that wouldn't have counted. We know that because even though I have a banner 
I was not in the All Stars. I had to race my way in. So <laughs> I, I for the and not to and you raced your way in, so it's not going to hurt. Yeah, but I did consider locking non-points race winners in. Okay. But I was happy with the number of points race winners that we had, and given that I figured out about half of them actually show up, I was happy. I didn't want the I didn't want the open field to be empty. So I did consider it. I'm happy you raced your way in because if you hadn't yeah. raced your way in, that would have been pretty crushing news. I would have so made the show, so it doesn't matter. I would have been bitching your ear off, but you know what? I don't. I actually haven't. We do on Discord every week, so it's fine. Yeah, I don't. I, no, the thing is, I don't. I don't. I don't participate in the Discord, so I actually would have been fine. You would have never heard from me. But go. if I, I do wonder, does does a top five in the open count for our RSR stats? That's what I would want to. Know. I don't think anything from the open or even the All Star race. I don't see, so I don't know. So if you go to, because it's handled however the Dan Lisa automatically settles it. Mm -hmm. So like if you click on your name in the it'll Dan Lisa stats, it'll show your win. It'll show your top yeah. fives. But then if you go to the not your individual stats, if you go to league stats, I don't believe it'll show up. So oh, I believe that's, that's how it handles. Well, that's the way it should be, unfortunately yeah. for now. And I did see Evan when you posted that I was going to send and highlight. Um, Points, points. Wait, I made sure to specify. I had to make sure. I was going to specify. highlight and be like, "This one's for you, Dick." <laughs> well, it's actually funny because Dayton, if you hadn't won a couple of those road courses, you would have been. Well, you wouldn't have made the open anyway, but you would have been. You would have been in the open with us. Can you imagine? If I we actually, were in the open. I wish I had been in the open because then I would have known what time to be there. I would have known to go to the next thing. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just one of those I'm things. Sorry but, that you, you know, won so sorry. I know, right? Nick, any, like, you can look for, like, whatever you can to try and be like, oh, did I get a top five? Any sort of Mickey yeah. Mouse result, you know, whichever yeah. way you want to do it. Yeah. But you got to get the real ones, bro. Uh, yeah. you, you literally sound like all the bots on Twitter that everything's in Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Mickey Mouse? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking I think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you know, it's, it's <laughs> everywhere. I just want to see Matt's receipt that he actually bought the track. I want to see the email. Yeah, exactly. Says, Thanks for your purchase. No, I, yeah, yeah. I don't think he did. I, I think I think you know people who can get uh, who can get you in. I, you yeah, know, he's he seemed pretty, it real quick. Yeah, he's he seemed pretty non-committal last when on last Tuesday. Oh, yeah, I don't I think right he's going to it. Yeah, so well, he seemed well, like. Well, that's a great question. I think uh, Evan, you made a comment about uh, people bitching at uh, about the league or whatever it is on the Discord, right? And I know on last week's show. Michael and, and Danson here were talking about, well, we have these four options, but wouldn't there be better options? There's all these better options that we've thought of, right? So you get a lot of that. I think um, you open, you've gratefully opened up some sort of democracy here with the drive. Nobody could see your right? phone, Dave. Nobody could see anything that you're saying on your phone. Yeah, he you, goes, you say he goes look, and then it, it Yeah, exactly. Look at yeah, look, look at that. It says, uh, didn't buy the track. Yeah, this is my. These are these are not these are not 4D these are not 4D cameras. Nobody could see that. Sorry for interrupting. Sorry for interrupting. Put it in the Discord group. Um, we'll yeah, we'll get a right screenshot in there. Um, but yeah, no, I guess I was just getting at. Um, it seems like you've opened it up, right? And I, I haven't really seen this in any of the other leagues that I had been in, and giving some driver input into what we do, right? Yeah. Which is awesome because you certainly don't have to do that. And then people like dance and they kind of want more, right? Or, or nitpick, right? So um, what are your kind of thoughts on that in general? And I guess what what is your thought in making this more of a democracy? And certainly I, I know we appreciate that. Well, yeah. So like when, so RSR has been around, this is the 10th year yeah. um, that RSR Cup Series has been racing. 
Um, so like way back in 2013 is when I first started broadcasting and it happened to be RSR. So it's kind of funny that it's wow. full circle. Um, but a couple of years ago when I was part of the management with LSR TV, we ended up buying RSR from the previous admins because there were so many brought like leagues and this is the longest winded answer ever for your democracy thing, but there's context. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So, we ended up buying it because all these leagues would come and go. And it was so hard for us to like schedule people to do broadcasts. We said, well, if we ran the league in house, we'd know always when it was. Um, but since I was dealing with the LSR TV side of things, I couldn't really deal with managing RSR. So there was even a year or two where I didn't even call the races. Um, but then I sold LSR TV. We didn't sell RSR in the deal. So it was just left on me. Um, and it's kind of like my little pet project. Um, I think it's fun. Um, you know, to be involved in a league without having to drive because not <laughs> my strong suit. But like, there's no point of running a league if the drivers aren't enjoying it. Like, it just doesn't yeah. doesn't make sense. So that's why we always do. You know, we did a bunch of polls last year. Like, you know, what do you want to do? And we do the IROC stuff, which is just for the back markers and me to have fun. Like, just, just stuff that's lighthearted. Like, yeah. we're going to be doing the trucks again later this year. Like, just stuff that's lighthearted. Oh. The Cup Series is the more serious stuff. But, like, there's just no point in running the league if the drivers aren't enjoying running in it. Because that's why, you know, on the broadcast, everybody's like, oh, thanks to you guys for putting on the league. And I always say, thanks for racing with us. Because if you're not racing on Mondays, we're not doing anything on Mondays, right? So it's just it just makes sense. I don't understand why some leagues are you know, all high and mighty on, oh, it's our way or the highway, because if we're not having fun, then we're just wasting our time. So I'm yep. always going to, it's it's just me basically doing it. So sometimes it's going to take me a while to, to get the, the post-race thing out or, you know, this and that, or I'll be slow to, to get back to people sometime. But it is, the, the only reason to do it is to have fun. So if the drivers aren't having fun, it's not a good show on TV. And that's why I think given input is, is so important. So in the world's longest answer, because I've seen how it was run before and I think this is a better option. So, um, if you were running in the league, I think we, I mean, I think we know the answer to this question. Would you be, do you think that your competitiveness would be more toward, uh, Matt and I slash Mara motorsports back of the pack or a dance in middle of the pack? Where do you think you would be running? So <laughs> they look at the face. He's like, "How are you putting me like in the middle of the pack?" <laughs> he, he, he's, he's like perfect, right? Just like last. everybody last yeah. year and now this year, it's like, eh. yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, like when I use, like I used to drive a good bit on the service. So, like, I don't know if you guys heard of the Lionheart IndyCar series, which is yes, like one yes. of the bigger ones on the sim. So, I have, I ran like two races in that, and I think I had like a top five and a top ten. So, like at one, once upon a time, I was decent. Um, so like maybe back then, and you relate that to like 2016 levels, RSR competition, I'd maybe be like a mid teen car. If I just jumped in the car now, I'm in the thirties. Like it takes, yeah. like you can get, I could probably figure out a hot lap, but to be able you like, it takes a longer time to get back into that rhythm of learning the tires and the race strategy. And especially with these cars, cause I haven't really driven competitively with this new style of racing with the high uh, downforce and, and low, low host power. So I'd probably be in the thirties pretty comfortably, but I am very competitive. So I would put in a lot of practice and I would fight like hell for a 25th position. Like I'd get into it. That's why I can't do a league just like, like I do the IROC and I have to cut myself off there. 
Because if I do any other league, I'm going to be spending five, six hours practicing like Freenage does, and it's just going to consume me. So, Well, I'm curious. Danson, I feel like Danson at this point, he's usually looked up the stats. Um, do you know how many wins you have, what that could look like, maybe what your win percentage is? And then where do you think you can go out to – if you had to choose one RSR race, what would it be this year that you could be the most competitive in Daytona? They don't count. You're saying so. You're saying for Evan, what his eye racing, what his eye racing win percentage is, and if you're going to race in the Cup Series, which race would you do? That's not an oval or not a super speedway. Like Junior comes back for like a race a year, right? In the Xfinity Series, I feel like I mean the easy. The easy answer is like I'm gonna look at my iRacing info, so yeah. I'll, I'll get you guys yeah. the scoop. Um, I I feel like the easy answer is something like a like I I don't know if it's because it's my home track, but I was always a big fan of Vegas. Um, even Ooh. when I drove the IndyCar stuff a lot, um, Chicago was one of my favorite tracks. Uh, rest in peace. Yeah. Um, so like those are the tracks that I would enjoy. I have a ton of fun driving um, road course races. Problem is, I'm just so cool. slow at them that it's ridiculous. Cool. But I have a blast. Like I, we know be, we know I'll have a great time in 35th position. Um, but don't I say, say like 30, 32nd was the most miserable experience I've ever <laughs> had last week. So that does well, not. Nick, even in practice, you're like Sonoma's a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying this. You okay, said that so, in practice. It's my favorite road course. So my my i racing stats are, are pretty dismal. Um, my win percentage is 11.3% on ovals, wow, so 9% on road. But like when I was driving, oh, so like two, I, I mentioned 2016 and some stuff like earlier. So like in 2015, my win percentage on ovals was 25%. And in 16, it was 33%. So there wow. were times when I committed that I, I could do it right. But I'd say like a, not like a Charlotte or a Texas, um, but more like a, like a Kansas or a Vegas or a Chicago land, if they were there, would, is the kind of tracks that I enjoy. Now, I haven't driven the newer cars that much, so I know they're totally different. Um, but, but those were the tracks that I was normally pretty good at. Now, it's, it's changed a lot. but I mean, those are pretty good stats. I mean, I think Matt and I could kill for an 11%. Oval win percentage. I thought you said point eleven. Yeah, eleven percent is yeah, great. No, 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 yeah, four percent right next. So, four, three or four. Like, like four I, and a half. For percent. whatever reason, I raced in two thousand so last year. For whatever reason, I did five oval starts, and I and I won two. Wow. So it was probably like Talladega week or Holy something that moly. doesn't count. Yeah. So he's forty percent flexing those guns. Forty yeah. percent. My God, forty percent, and yeah, like fifteen is when I drove basically, because that's okay. the twenty-five percent win, the thirty-four percent laps led. Um, so yeah, so like I used to so, do it. I I, I always want to get back into it. So I focus on like the special events now. I have a lot of fun with. I did my first um, Le Mans twenty-four last year. I don't know if we're allowed to say that anymore on iRacing. Um, why not? Why can we not say that? Well, there was that whole, some other sim has like some exclusive, the exclusive thing with Lamont. So iRacing can't advert. It's, it's so dumb. Yeah. That was like the most fun I've had on the service. So 
I'm going to probably do a little bit more of those iRacing special events and endurance stuff because then I can commit to it, but it's one race. I'm not going to go down the yeah. rabbit hole of doing 10 hours of practice a week, right? Uh, yeah, I feel like the problem is the road courses are just so damn hard. So yeah. that's the problem. Are we met the Rolex 24. Yeah, we were talking about doing that, Nick. We were talking about doing that for a few months. Like we had started talking about doing the 24 hours of Daytona in like October of last year, and then we, we didn't do it. Field. I think we need an RSR team <laughs> in in the. Yeah, we do need an RSR. Dancing, dancing. You'll be the lead driver. I mean, I'll go second. Um, even though he says he's so bad at road racing. He's... Yeah, yeah. Dancing will even us out, so we could be middle of the yeah. pack, right? So. I mean, I've done I'll like fun talk. ones, like like Moonhead did the the twenty four hours of Martinsville in Miatas. Yes. So me and Trevin and Steve uh, competed in that, and did that you was eat, a lot did, of fun. I hope you drove first because I couldn't imagine with Trevin and Steve that you would even. Steve started. Steve's like put me in. I'm first stint guy. He was first well, stint in our Le Mans race too, and so, I think we finished like top five in the in the Martinsville thing, and I think at Le Mans we finished wow. eighth, which isn't wow. awful. So. It was a ton of fun. I think, I, love the I think that team's a good competition about the same level, Nick, as maybe you and I would be with one other person. We need to have a so. subpar versus Mara Motorsports battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that's pretty even. Well, we need a third. We need a third Mara Motorsports. I think we so I saw, Yeah, so I saw Evan. He would burn too many calories. He would burn too many. He'd have a heart rate on. He, he would literally – we would have to – He'd have to be taken out of the car. I'd have to do two-thirds of the driving because he – I remember when, we, when we did Le Mans, Steve had some sort of – internet issue ironic i talked about that yeah and yeah. he had to leave so it ended up being he only did like a, a three hour stint and then like a one and a half hour stint so like two runs and then one run so me and trevin each did like nine and a half like 10 to 11 hours or something each and it was great i w i could have driven the whole 24 if i could I was just, it's, it's so much fun. I like, I get nervous yeah. when you get into the car, which was the favorite feeling, right? Like you're so nervous when you're watching somebody else lap and then you're so nervous. You're, you're really timid when you get into the car. And then by the end of the run, you're like, don't take me out. I'm going like, I'm putting down hot laps on old tires. Like, let's keep going. So yeah. I probably wasn't fast, but it's, it's fun stuff. So I think we do need an RSR endurance team for, for the special events next year. But does it have to well, be an RSR team? Or could it be in? I drove with Trevin and Steve, so no. <laughs> that's not a good, okay, that's not a good team. That's not a good team. No. Okay. <laughs> I, I was going to make the uh, comment if you're making some owner off standing stuff. You know, I, I know Evan. You made Evan. You made the comment in the Discord about their if people didn't have owners uh, associations. I was like, okay, maybe we poach someone who's good. Farina still doesn't have an owner uh, or a team that he's under. Cody Harris doesn't. Because we got to be dancing also. In yeah, has, the no owner has no one DM'd you, Matt, yet? Don't they know how important eighth in the owner's championship is? No <laughs> one DM'd us to be on our team. Does actually this is a question. Evan, if somebody moves in, if they move onto our team and they've already got points, do they have to start back at zero for Mara Motorsports points? Or can they just morph with our team as Mara Motorsports? Like if Cody the wants points, to be first. The points would technically transfer. Oh, okay. Okay. So we Spice got. Uh, if, if I had my way, I would say no, but the way the formula works is it would transfer. Well, uh, Matt, you reach out to enough people's DMs. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. More people's DMs. No, I'm going to throw it back. If Nick will let me get a word in. 
Um, so <laughs> he's complaining in chat to... that you won't let him talk. <laughs> he hasn't done that yet. No, he hasn't done that yet. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So we talk about the 24 hours of Daytona, right? So I got, I got two, I got two yeah. amazing stories about that. They're not that amazing, but I'll tell you anyway. Um, so the first one was we actually, we, we won it this year um, in top split, but that's kind of sneaky because wow. we were the, not the super awesome top split that has like, you know, red line and all, all those, um, all those big boys there. We were in the one before that. So the, the night before that was a, a little bit of a weaker strength of field, but nonetheless, we won it. So that was pretty cool with a, with a pass on the last lap as well. Wow. So that was pretty, that was pretty uh, insane wow. that it came down to, came down to the very last lap of the 24 hour race. Matt, you in car? But were you, were you in the car, Matt? I wish, no. Um, it was our teammate, Christian Peterson. Uh, who okay. uh, he's he's gone on to round two of, of yeah, Pro. he's doing top. amazing um but yeah it was it was it was really cool we uh like everyone in the in the team drove really well and yeah it was sick the other car we had two cars entered the other car got crashed out like halfway but um yeah that's true also i gotta i gotta shout out one of my teammates who's in the chat tim ryan uh who is actually a uh dirt world champion uh, in iRacing. racing wow. so he won He's going to correct me. I think it was 2018. Was it 2018, Tim? Tell me. Um, but he uh, he's he's pretty good. He's pretty good at turning left as well. So if he he should come to uh, to RSR as well, he can teach us how to how to uh, how to race. But, he also um, said in chat that he'd rather me be he, he uh, the teammate than you. So maybe me and him <laughs> will just faction off and make our own team. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tim's a really bad guy. Actually, I take everything nice that I said back. <laughs> Um, he's the worst and his championship was, was a ruse. Um, so the other, the other thing that he wants me to say real quick as well, and I just got to get this out because I will forget, like I forget to mention you guys in post-race, um, Altus have a, uh, have a big time, uh, announcement coming up this evening for us, but it's going to be like super early for you guys. It'd be like 6am I think for you, but, but you know, when you wake up, you'll, you can check out the exciting news on, uh, on Twitter, I'm sure. So keep an eye out for that. It's pretty pretty huge 2010 what are you talking about um yes so that was that was my 24 hours but i don't know i would love to see the maras tackle the 24 hours of daytona because i i have a suspicion it would more so be the 24 minutes of daytona but it would be it would be entertaining nonetheless yeah Yeah. i don't think we we would be in bottom split we would not be on any tv there's no way there's no way Uh, i'll get race bot to broadcast whatever split you're in just yes. for the entertainment. Yeah, exactly. If you can do that, yeah, just be like, uh, there's Mara Motorsports. They're not making it to turn one. I don't know, Evan, I don't think you were broadcasting the Sonoma race, but Matt, you did pull up the video for us to watch. But you could see me, both of the road course races we've had in RSR, I have not made it to the first lap without blowing one of the turns. And and Danton was so right. I don't know how you caught that. Literally, you could see me in last already blowing turn two up the hill into the wall that I thought nobody caught. Matt, so- do you still have the clip? Do you have to still have yeah, the clip you can, you can play for us? Yeah, Can you show the clip? Uh, Man, we have like a week of prep in the chat talking about what we want to put on the show. Wait, and you guys are always it making me work funny, so it, it was but really that's, funny. That's, that's so interesting because yeah. that's that's both road races, Nick, that you <laughs> managed to feature by entering this, like the, the, the scene backwards. You know, <laughs> that's crazy. You know, Evan, TV Evan, time is TV time. Like, well, I, I, just want TV time. I just want TV time, but I do everything I can to get on TV. I wreck, 
I, I, you know, I, Evan, you were not on the Charlotte broadcast, but the, on the, there was a big wreck on lap 12 that I did not cause, by the way. Um, and the guy who was announcing, he, there was like 10 of us in the wreck and he was like, Nicholas Mars in the wreck. And I was like, that's when you know you made it. When you're, you're, the, guy, you're, you're the notable up. car. Yeah, yeah I'm, the, I'm the only notable. It's a bunch of shit. I think Steve was in the wreck. So like, obviously, like, it's just, it's a bunch of nobodies in me. So then they mentioned me. It was just, it was great. Uh, what I told them, one of my top 10 life moments was that moment when they called me out on that wreck. Um, I, I've been trying to get on TV. It's been very, very hard. So I feel like wrecking was just how, how it's going to get done. But Hey, Nick, who is your sponsor, by the way? McConey Setup Shop for a couple more races. And then uh, then I think I'm going to be unsponsored, probably deservedly so. So, so Evan, you hey, just talked. They, they, they did a good job on the setup for us for the All-Stars. So I'll give them a They a did do a good job. They did. And, you know, uh, the other thing, Evan, you know, uh, Danton jokes about me crashing on the first lap of both races. But, you know, he keeps telling us he's going to he's gonna help us practice. And then he just goes silent for a week. And then we don't hear from him until Monday. He so, offers to help, and then he's busy painting the car. Like it's, yeah, he's busy yeah. painting the car. He, he's busy doing everything but helping it yeah. yeah. I'm, just, I'm, I'm noticing I'm, a trend. I'm all about, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm all about sort of hollow uh, offers of, of support and gestures of kindness and not following <laughs> yeah. through. That's, that's my that. MO. Yeah. I'm learning that. I'm learning that. It's it's amazing. Even, it's amazing you're even showing up on the podcast at this point. That, that that's the only thing that you haven't been hollow about I, out of this whole thing. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah I think you know. And he's just he's so concerned that I'm going to pick up road courses and then I'm going to. He's shaking, man. He, I know. I know. Or he, you know, he should be more worried that I'm going to crash into him when he laps me for like lap the second or the third. I think of it I as it's your own door. safety. The less you have to lap him, by the faster he gets the less likelihood you get wrecked. Yes. So if you think of it that way, maybe you want to offer some help. Yeah, yeah. That's so true. when you see That's me on the hill, when you see me on the hill and like turn six one time, just know that could be on the middle of the track when you're passing me the next time. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know where we're going. Did you find it? Did you, did you find it? Did you find our... Uh, our clip. I have it here. I got my phone, my, my mouse stuck on the wrong screen. So I'll play it when I get it. Okay. All right. Well, um, you know, I guess, um, I guess to talk a little bit about, um, Evan, you in the league, I, I watched, so I watched a, uh, back last year, I watched a 2014 random clip from Martinsville and you were broadcasting that race and you mentioned you've been involved for a while. So how did you get involved in RSR? Or really, I racing for that matter, but RSR as well. Yeah, and and as I mentioned earlier, it just so happened that like RSR was the first league that I broadcasted with. So like, I think it was 2013 um, that I I got I racing, and for what I got into it because I would watch the broadcasts of the Coke series. Uh, you know what 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 was once the Drivers World Championship or whatever they called it way back then. I'd, I'd watch those broadcasts from the first couple of because they didn't do it for the first few years. Um, or if they did, there's no record of them anymore. Yeah, 2010 maybe is the first one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Maybe they're in a vault, but I, I think the latest the broadcasts go back is like 13, 12. Uh, so I don't know if they did the streams for the first years where they've gone. But I watched those. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. I want to do that. Um, so I got iRacing not to race, but to broadcast pretty stupid idea. Um, no. so then I, well, it turned out pretty good, but at the time I'm like, wow, that's dumb. So then I just said like, uh, cause there wasn't as many broadcast companies around as there is now, right now you can get a broadcast for 20 bucks a race or 200 bucks a race. There's everything you can imagine back then. There was like, 
kind of like six ish main ones. So I just sent an email to everybody and said, Hey, I want to come, you know, broadcast, whatever. Um, and actually Will Vincent is the one who emailed me back, um, and said, don't have anything for you here, but contact these people. So I reached out to these people and then I got in touch with JD Webb and the ETV live crew who was doing RSR. And they're like, well, you've never done this before. So you can do pit road. It's unpaid position. You just show up and you go on pit road. And nowadays when you, we have pit reporters on broadcast, like it's like real pit reporting, like they're listening yep. in on the radio. And back then it was just all BS. Yeah. So like someone would come to pit road and I'm like, oh yeah, he's not happy with the car. He wants a wedge adjustment, change the tire pressure, put him out. Like it's just some dumb <laughs> well, unpaid, just for yeah. fun. It, if you listen to those broadcasts, it's a miracle. They didn't kick me out because I am just absolutely terrible. Um, so very fortunate that I got in when there wasn't a lot of people in, cause these days I would drown. I wouldn't make it anywhere. Um, and yeah, so then eventually it's, you know, the color commentator's not here, so you got to fill in. So I think at that time it was Dakota Ehrman, who was one of the guys calling the races, so I'd fill in with him, and then he'd be gone, so I would do the broadcast with JD, and then you just kind of work into it over the years. And so the story of how I got into the calling the RSR races is basically the story of how I got into calling iRacing, because it all started with RSR back in, in 2013. So that's why wow, I, that's I cool. treat it as like my little pet project and, and my little child on the service because it's it's nostalgic for me to see it continue so so evan do you think do you think based on that the fact that you were a pit reporter so we can see that's a genuine position uh can we can we get steve durham into that spot to to clear up some of the weather on track yeah, just, I thought just, he wanted to do the weather report us, or something. I heard about that. He could do weather, pit reporting, anything that keeps him out of the racing surface. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I didn't get paid for pit road, he doesn't get paid. So as long as he keeps uh, yeah, paying fine. into the league to pay for the broadcast, <laughs> he can do whatever the heck he wants on pit road. That's fine with me. And that means going on backwards, causing cautions. He can do anything on pit road. Correct. As long as it's... Yeah confined to pit road we can just have him we can do a ghost car segment where he goes out and races with everybody but as a spectator in the ghost car that's actually he can't he can't affect any of the on-track action and he can like be the chase car in a police chase and just tell us what's happening be out of the way no but you know you know and and i feel like you would love a steve durham because and we we like steve on this show we're we're having him on i think in two weeks now i can't believe he's a good guy Yeah, he, he is a good guy. I could tell. Um, but, you know, sometimes you need a caution. Like like the truck series has Jennifer Jo Cobb. She's one to three cautions a race. We know she's going to give them. We have Steve Durham. He's going to give us at least one caution for something to tighten the field up a little bit. You, you must like that just a little bit, I assume. Yeah, you need you you need some yellows, right? Like, yeah. like fortunately, NASCAR had the whole debris caution thing. We didn't need yeah. that because we've had Steve Durham. So it all balances out. It's real. He's our fun flag. Yeah, the fun flag, the Alan Beswick fun flag. <laughs> was that an R was that an SRS thing? XRS? Yeah, that, that yeah, is an yeah. SRX reference. Okay, okay. That's actually really good. I, I didn't I haven't watched it yet, but that I heard good things about it. So interesting. Interesting. Well, I think um, you know, when it comes from a you know, from a competition standpoint, I think when you're when you're calling a race and it's you know you've got usually it's it's i'm gonna the 88 when drew's got a nice you know he's got a nice lead and you know he's gonna dominate the race like he won four out of five what what are you 
what are you looking for when you know that the battle for the lead is usually set at that point? Because I would assume, especially when there's no commercials, you know, you've got to be talking about something all the time. Like, how do you look to find things to talk about and where are you looking to find them? So, so it, it is great working with race spot um, and, and with Hugo, who I think is the best producer um, when it comes to iRacing broadcast, just because um, we work really well together without having to like directly communicate. So like he has two PCs, which is why you'll go from a live shot to like a nice slow-mo replay. So while we're watching a battle, he's using the other one to look around. And then I've also got my JRT up and I have it set to automatically highlight a battle if there's X amount of cars within half a second of a second. So yeah. if Hugo can't find it and I don't see it on my timing, it's likely not happening. So if like if if Hugo cuts to a shot, I see that and I hey, we're talking about this because this is close. If I reference a battle, Hugo's on it in like two seconds and it's seamless. So it's almost like it's planned, but it's just that that ability for me to be able to look for stuff, him for looking for stuff, if Nolan's looking for stuff, you know, and then Dylan can chime in as well at points. I think we have enough. And then if not, I just resort to looking at trends. You know, this guy's top tens, top fives, last couple of races, because I'm a big fan of stats and trends and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, without the assistance of like TV having a commercial break every 15 laps to just reset for five minutes and we always have to go, go, go. Um, mm. I think we've just got a pretty good system down with the people that we have working on the shows. How much prep does it take to get ready for a race? I know you're very familiar, obviously, with RSR. You've got the Coke series, which I'm sure is another another level of preparation. And then you've been broadcasting a lot of the road road to pro races, and that's just you know you almost don't know who's going to be in first play, <laughs> right? So, um, can you tell us a little bit about the preparation process and then what you do to get ready? Yeah, so like most of the time, we show up and we're in the broadcast about 30 minutes before we go live. Um, a couple years back, it was very structured. Um, so like if I'm doing a show with a broadcast network that I don't do a ton of shows with, or it's with a producer that I really don't know, we'll kind of go through what the run of show is. Um, so it's very light version of like what we do with road to pro and Coke. So like, all right, we're going to come in, we're going to hit schedule. We're going to hit results. We're going to hit points. We're going to do this on cam, off cam this clip, you know, just basically a structure, but we don't really script anything out. It's mainly just like a, a roadmap to what we're going to talk about. But when it comes to RSR, um, we kind of just do it because we know it so well. Um, like I don't have to sit down and like think hard before the race. What happened last week? What are the storylines? Because when I'm doing the pre-race reports, the post-race reports, listening to the, the discourse on discord, um, like it's, it's, I'm involved enough that I don't, forget it that much um i don't have a good memory though so like i can't randomly think of like where this guy finished three weeks ago so like that's why i'll go to the stats and stuff but rso is definitely a lot looser just because i'm so involved in it um the only prep work i really do for a monday is i'll have a google doc and i'll make sure i put the updated points um our ad reads in there just to stuff for nolan to be able to find it quickly um but rso is pretty laid back compared to stuff like coke just because i've I'm around it all the time um, that it's, it's just kind of permanently burned into my brain. Cause it's part of my daily life, always on discord and stuff like that. So the, the Coke stuff is obviously when you talk about iRacing and oval racing, 
that's the pinnacle, right? So one of the questions that I got sent uh, was from Sean Castle. He asked me an awesome question. What's your life goal, Evan? Because I think a lot of people have, you think, and when's Evan going to get into, you know, real life broadcasting and NASCAR? I know you're in Monster Jam right now. What, what's the next step for Evan? What are you trying to do with your career? Well, I think the, the natural next step needs to be to, to just go to North Carolina just move um even if there's not a job waiting simply because out here in vegas you're so far disconnected from like a lot of stuff so like there's not a huge short track scene in vegas like we've got the bull ring um but it's an smi track so you can't just not like your local short track that you can go down to and, and get a job because it's not just a standalone track it's part of smi so all the big speedway employees are managing the smaller tracks so i found that issue when i was trying to get involved with that so there's just not a lot of racing around here. So I've done one real race uh, at the Bullring, and Ooh. and it was fun. It was the Senators Cup a couple of years back. Noah Gregson was was in the race, so there were some wow. big names in it. Um, but I think you just have to, at some point, just take a leap of faith and and go out that way. Um, I don't know if this is news that I'm allowed to to share or not, but I'll give you guys a mm -hmm. slight yeah, exclusive. Um, What's well, news that never happened? Um, so yeah. last year. In February, um, I got a call from MRN, and I was actually supposed to go work the Martinsville race last year with MRN as an official tryout, and then COVID happened. Oh, it was canceled, and I have not heard back since. Um, so that that sucks. Can you, can you poke um, them and be like, "Hey, yeah. any more opportunities coming?" Like, I, yeah, oh. at, at, at some at some point, I'll I'll reach out again. But things are still weird, so like mm -hmm. I get it. But it was just unfortunate timing for me. Um, but it's like I stressed, like, "Oh, it's it's never going to happen. I need to, you know, get over it and all this kind of stuff." But that's obviously the goal, right? Um, like, if it's up to me, I'll still do RSR till the day I die. It's on Monday. Like I'm, I'm Obviously. good. Like I could do Coke yeah. on Tuesdays. Like we're fine. I still, You're never like, I don't, it, right. Is, yeah. No, I'm locked yeah, in. Let's, yeah. I can't wait for our 50th anniversary cup series reunion. Oh my God. Um, oh my God. But like, like I'm still like, I, it's not that I'm not like, I enjoy the <laughs> racing stuff. Like it's so much fun. Yeah. It's not like I'm sitting around twiddling my thumbs. Like I, when I'm not broadcasting, I have a part-time communications gig at home. And then on um, Thursdays through Mondays, I'm gone traveling with monster. Games. Like we're busy. But I've been able to get like a bunch of these little part-time things just to be flexible because what I've learned and just from talking with guys like uh, I've talked with Alan Bestwick and Rob Howden, who's on IndyCar Radio and some of those people just kind of talking with them about the industry and stuff is like you never know when that opportunity is going to come up. And if I'm unavailable, then that could be it, right? If they say, hey, can you do this? And the answer is no, that's it. So I try to be as flexible as humanly possible. Uh, but yeah, I think at some point I'm just going to have to to send it and uh, see what the weather's like in North Carolina. We'll see. Hell yeah. Alan was my favorite. Alan, That's yeah, he's – we, we don't get to do – so I love his style of yeah. letting the broadcast yeah. breathe, which is like the total opposite of what I do on iRacing simply because the way that we're instructed to treat the iRacing stuff is a little bit more like a radio one, even though we have picture, because we just, like on the broadcast, you let it breathe because you have so many good gnat sounds. So you, you can hear the cars, yep. you can hear the fans. You, we really don't, you can hear the cars on the sim, but it's just not, you don't hear the atmosphere. So 
yeah you yeah. can't let the sim breathe because there isn't really an atmosphere to it so we yeah. do have to approach it differently um but alan beswick's the goat so i'm i'm with you on that he's cool. the one who i you know because at the point because i wasn't into nascar my whole life like a lot of people um like mm -hmm. i didn't i think the first nascar Ooh. season i watched was 2011. Oh, so that's, wow. that's pretty late um all yeah. things considered so that's kind of you know with the espn era and bestwick on tv is who i grew up only a couple yep. years ago really watching so yeah so <laughs> alan bestwick's the best yeah yep i agree so yeah, we'll catch right the same yeah sorry go ahead jason go ahead go ahead i'm not gonna oh no I'm just gonna, like just in the chat Braden was just saying that uh 2011 was the same year he started and got into it but uh i know that he's that's that's another teammate actually but i know that he's He's lost uh, interest with it a little bit uh, lately. But, yeah, back in that era, that was really cool. For me, and I, I know that um, Nick and Matt, we've discussed this, but, like, uh, you know, my my first sort of period of watching NASCAR was in the early 2000s. Uh, and and that was, you know, when NBC first got their contract, obviously, in, what, tw uh, 2001? Yeah, the second half there. So, um, and that was, as far as I recall, that was his first time as, like, the lead announcer on TV, right? the best week so uh yeah i love that right, i yeah. love that whole era yeah yeah i've but, been um, having to anyway. do a ton of catch-up having not yeah. watched it for so long even mm. every time you know nascar will do the the classic race replay streams on youtube yeah. and i'm yeah. if i can't watch it live i'm gonna i save it and then i you know if i'm working at 10 11 o'clock at night i put it on because Ooh. i have so much still to catch up on so i feel like i expose myself when i say i haven't watched nascar for that long like a, another I can expose myself and say I've never played NR two thousand and three, which is well, like basically sacrilegious, yeah, for like high level i racing people because they've all that's what they a lot of them started on right. So yeah. I've got catching up to do, admittedly, because I was just not and I don't know if it was like I, so NASCAR was on TV. So I'm I think coincidentally got into it basically the same time I moved to the U.S. from Canada it was on TV in Canada, but I just don't think it was marketed or as obviously as popular as it was here. So it was just never something that even crossed my mind up until that yep. point. And then it's not like I had watched it and said, I, I don't care for it. It's, it just took me that long to get exposed to it. Well, speaking of imagine that you've Canada situation. Oh yeah. I was going to ask about Canada and your current hockey dilemma. Uh, I know you're a big hockey fan, obviously being from Canada and with the Knights being awesome. Um, so tell us a little bit about that. It looked like you've been to some of the games, which is pretty incredible. I've been able to get to, to one game around um, just because the wallet can't afford any more than that. Huh. Um, but it, it's funny because so I'm originally from just outside of Toronto. Um, so it's, for, for reference, if somebody's from there, they'll say Toronto and not Toronto. If you're from there, the that's, second that's T so doesn't Aussie. exist. That's almost Aussie sounding. Yeah. yeah, the second T Toronto. doesn't exist. So it's not Toronto. It's just Toronto. Um, yeah, but I, we, I wasn't a, a Toronto Maple Leafs Toronto. fan. Um, for whatever reason, half my family were Montreal fans. So I ended up on the Montreal half. So we would always cheer for Montreal. So obviously you moved to Vegas, big hockey fan. We'd go to like drive four hours to LA, watch and play, but Vegas never had a team. So of course, when we got a team a couple of years ago, um, our family business is a Canadian based business. So they got season tickets to work. So then we would get buy tickets from them and get tickets from them if they had extras and just 
totally in, right? I mean, I only played hockey. So I played like basketball and baseball for like seven, eight years. Um, I only played hockey for one. I joke that it, I joke that if you don't do it for one year, you don't get to keep your citizenship. Um, but I played it for one year was no good. And I moved on, but I'm just a huge hockey fan. I think it's aside from like spectator sport wise, you, like NASCAR was, you can't beat going to a race versus watching it on TV. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, I think spectator sport wise, there's nothing like stick and ball sports wise, like live hockey. So I am. Yeah. So I love it. And so now I'm in a dilemma where obviously my new team is playing the team that I've cheered for my whole life. And it's, it's great. And it's awful. Um, I don't know how to feel about it. Um, it's totally like stress-free. So normally like I'm pacing the room. I can't sit down. We were at the game last night and I just didn't care, which was weird. So like Vegas lost, which sucked, but then Montreal won which was great. (laughs) So it's, and I'm not like a wishy-washy person. Like it's the only sport where I cheer for two teams. So it's just a weird situation having cheered for a team your whole life. And then really the team that you followed so closely for four years. Cause like Montreal was like six hours from where I grew up. So I only ever went to one game there here. Everything's so close. I can go to the practices and games and stuff. So not to rant about hockey, but if anybody wants to talk about hockey, Let's go for hours. There's a question. There's a question in the chat. It was when when was Montreal's last championship? 1993, Ooh. and it was the last time a Canadian team won the Stanley Cup as well. Ooh, he wow. does know, which would be another incentive to see them win because it would be great for a Canadian team to to get another cup. I don't know, Evan. You uh, you retweet you retweet a lot of a lot of Vegas Knights stuff. So if you yeah. had to ask me, I feel like you got to be Vegas Knights at heart. I, well, so I wore my Golden Knights jersey at the game last oh, night. Okay. Um, yeah. So I I would pick them just because if there's a Stanley Cup parade in Montreal, I can't go. There's a Stanley wow. Cup parade yeah. on the Vegas Strip. Ten yeah. minutes yeah. down the road, I'm in. So yeah. that that's that's true. If I Nick had to pick I, one of them, yeah. opportunities with the Blackhawks over the last. Oh, decade. you guys were spoiled a lot, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it got to a point where they said Chicago was a hockey city, which it it definitely is not. It is always a football city, but uh, good times being a Hawks fan. You're just like, okay, when are they going to make it to the finals? Now I'll watch. Um, after yeah. <laughs> it was like fantastic. Just wait till next year. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, Evan. Evan, I got, I got a bone to pick with you. Okay. This is gonna, it. We're going to swing it, swing it from hockey back to iRacing. So, yeah. in the in the winter series, we went to we went to Montreal in race three, was it? Race race four, and I had the most beautiful Canada themed paint scheme that you could ever dream of seeing in your whole life, and I did not get one mention for my my Canada representation. I had. I had maple, like little subtle maple leaves in the white area. I had like a, a, a Gilles Villeneuve sort of tribute towards the back part of it, and then a, a red and white sort of, you know, vibe throughout it. And I got, I got no love at all. Uh, Do you have any pictures of the car? I don't remember yeah. that one either. Yeah, I think it's I, you I, just I put, changed I the paint scheme every week that I couldn't keep up with it. See, okay, so I remember the paint scheme. So yes. that's on me for not mentioning it because that's great. So run it again on the Good. cup car. Maybe you'll win Good. the race if you put the Canadian paint scheme back on the car because you won the race. True. So well, we got to run. You the were also a like, guy that, at that point. That, we need yeah, Canadian Altus themed car. Like, <laughs> all right, done. 
<laughs> so we go back to, like to change paint every race. I did. Was because that, then was it wasn't just the same, it wasn't just the same car driving around up front yeah. winning all the races because at least it looked True. different. So yeah, Andrew, Andrew, you get that. Uh, I only got two wins, but I got but okay. I didn't. I only finished outside the top three once in in all of Winter Series. Yeah, he was always up oh there. Oh my god, yeah, yeah, yeah. ridiculous. Nine um, top so fives, I, nine top tens, and beating. Oh, you remember the numbers? I wow. have the stats up. I. Hell yeah! Oh, I, I always, I, I, always have to reference that. And, and, and yeah, so he was, he was pretty good. He did have more incidents than anybody else in the top five. So he kind of bullied his way, um, to that. Yeah, he had six point nine incidents. Point. I think, race. I think Danson has been described as a little bit arrogant. So, uh, and big headed. So <laughs> he'll blame, he'll blame <laughs> it on the net code. <laughs> Sam the Edo, right? I probably Sam yeah. the Edo. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely Sam. It was definitely an echo that would have given me a lot of incidents, I feel. Where, where, how on earth would I have gotten six? That's crazy. Oh, well, whatever. Per race. I mean, I'm averaging well more than yeah. that, so no worries. Yeah, true. So we'll right. talk so, our, yeah, our let's, let's talk about... I want to talk about Winter Series. Come on. Look, we got we got no, You want to stay on Winter Series. I want to get off Winter Series. Going back to the glory days. So go go ahead. <laughs> um was it well okay first of all explain uh tell us about how frustrating it was trying to get a trophy sent to australia hasn't yeah. hasn't arrived yet by the way but um okay I, tom was I'm asking so me the other day happened. it should be there soon because okay, we cool. we kept going back and forth and like do we order it from a u.s trophy supplier or do mm. we just order it from someone there to save us on the shipping cost but we really didn't know so we looked at a couple of different sites and then eventually we we're just like screw it we'll order it had it sent to me and then Tom Morano's helping me out and he was the one that actually shipped it because yeah. he was able to get like a better shipping rate than whatever the trophy company wanted. So it is, it it's been incredible. gone for a few weeks, so, so it should be there soon. I so hope it's the, not on the... lost on a boat because it should be there <laughs> or, or a plane or wherever they sent it. Yeah, however they I hope it. I put your so address the... in correctly. I'm sure, I'm sure it'll get here. It, it often takes things take a while to get here, but on the championship race at Vegas, were you cheering for Drew? Like, like you know, sort of in, inside you, were you thinking, geez, I hope Drew wins this so that I don't have to try and send something to Australia? <laughs> I, 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 listen, I love, I love Drew. Um, but I think from our broadcast perspective, we were cheering for you for the storyline because mm, he had mm. gotten the consecutive Cup Series championships. It would have been a good storyline yeah. if he had backed up his third straight Cup with a third straight winter. Um, yep. But I think just storyline wise and what I've seen a lot for the last couple of years is a lot more competition come into the series. So just for the sake of the competitive level of the series, I think it would have been good if, if Andrew could be topped and, you know, for the last two cup years, we're like, is this going to be the year that someone gets yeah, in, yeah. you know, even at Phoenix in the cup series last year, looks like Andrew's on the outs and, and ends up winning yeah. it anyways in the end. Right. So <laughs> for, for how many times people had come close to, to getting him and then falling off, I think it was storyline wise. And just for people tuning in, um, just good to see something different. So like, I, like at the end of the day, I don't care who wins as long as it's entertaining, because that means yeah. that, the people at home are tuning in, which means that race spots happy, which means we're going to get to keep doing it. So uh, I think oh, it yeah. was good to, to get a new name in. So congrats. No. It almost happened though, right? Cause we got the yellow flag in the middle of the pit Yeah. Well for cup. Yeah. Lariah oh, was in the spot. Yeah. And that, that was, was another yeah, one yeah. of those close calls. And 
yeah. just didn't happen. Now, knowing knowing dancing through ten podcasts, do you reject? Do you do you, Evan? Do you kind of retract that statement from what you felt six months ago, where you know maybe three others should have won another championship? We would have been okay with that. And then, secondly, oh. how much was the shipping to ship it to Australia? If you could well, share, because I can so only trophy, yeah, the, the trophy company wanted for like standard shipping. They wanted like one hundred and ten dollars. You're not worth one hundred and ten dollars. And for that was, I mean, and then for <laughs> priority, they wanted like one forty. So no, he's not a priority. Talk, That's and, just and Tom, yeah, and, and Tom is the one who had the connection to get the championship belt. Um, so I oh. asked him if he had any. Where's the belt? Have you got the belt? I can get the belt if we need to get belt? the belt out. Oh yeah, so Cup Champion gets a belt this year. Oh, oh, oh that's my god. Okay, now I'm gonna start practicing. This is, this <laughs> I'll is grab a game it. It's, it's it's behind the Gordon nose, I think. I'll I'll grab it here okay. later in the show. Yeah, hell um, yeah. but so we were just talking about the belt, and he's like, I I have some sort of connection to ship it for cheaper than that. I'm like, I'm gonna tell me twice. So I don't yeah, know what it was, but it was clearly less than the 110 or 140 that the company well, was. So we just paid to have it get to me, and I handed it off to him because he just lives. Yeah. just 20 minutes down the road or whatever. Well, that's amazing. You know, I oh. care so much. You care so much about it, Danson. I just, uh, I, I, I don't see it behind you in view during this podcast. Have you like thrown it into the corner at this point? Where, where is your uh, trophy that Evan shipped all the way from overseas? No, he hasn't gotten it yet. Oh, you haven't gotten it? I thought you got it like weeks ago. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was sent, but it, it's still, it's still in transit. It's uh, somewhere between this location and that location. I just oh, don't want to that. So when Dancing got his first win this year, he he cut off his victory interview right before he was going to thank us in the show to say he was going to go get his trophy at the door because somebody was at the door. And that's why yeah. maybe you thought maybe that's why you thought he got the trophy, but he actually just forgot to mention us that time. Well, I didn't. I didn't cut off the interview to not mention you guys. I just flat out didn't mention you guys because I, <laughs> I, I <laughs> forgot. Wow. <laughs> but but yeah, the 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 doorbell rang and 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 I thought that's what it was going to be, but I can't I can't remember what it was. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't the trophy though. But hopefully Where soon. If, when I get it, it'll be here. Don't you worry. It'll be like front and center. Oh, yeah. That's all you'll see. Yeah, I, don't don't see I don't know if we want that. I don't know if we want a trophy behind dance in every episode. I need to get my clash. I need to get my clash uh, banner. And yeah, I'll put yeah, it yeah. my backdrop. Uh, Evan, Matt made a banner of my clash win because it was the most okay. important thing that's happened in either of our lives, I think, ever. <laughs> <laughs> like the banners so at the race shops that they have? Yeah, it's actually yeah, exactly. Me, except it's, uh, it's, it's a clash win. Yeah, modeled go. after the McDowell hey. 501, yeah. I dig it. Yeah. I, I am going to, I am going to, we need to get that. I actually need to bring it to my apartment. If it could fit into the four walls of my apartment, that's that will be the backdrop every time. There you go. But what are you showing? What, what are you trying to oh, do? No, just so in the chat, in the chat, um, Sam said that he knows what it was that was delivered on that day. It was a, it was the figurine sort of like statue thing for Last of Us Part Two. Oh, the Last of Us. Oh. I think it was like Uber unrelated to something. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that that was afterwards. I can't order that pre-race, otherwise, you know. I figured if you're if you're leading by X amount of time, you can just put it in so it's ready as soon as the race is done. But well, this was Coda. This was Coda, though. So that was when oh, I was like, okay, yeah, I was balls deep in. You had to work. You had to work wreck. for that one. Yeah, yeah, big time. That was scary. That was such. That was a really cool. 
uh, I mean, the whole race was was pretty pretty interesting. Like there were so many like back and forth sort of battles, but that last lap was uh, was pretty pretty intense. To be That's fair. what I was worried about. That might have been boring because the real the real race was good because it was such a, a crapshoot with the rain yeah. and stuff. And but the Coke mm-hmm. race wasn't that exciting there, so I was like, oh, this could be this could be rough. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy it was a good race. Yeah, you're lucky I can't qualify. So that was the thing. Like, I feel like um, Sonoma probably would have been a, a similar a similar situation if, like, because Cody Harris, who was really fast at Coda, he kind of was back in, in the field a little bit uh, mm-hmm. at Sonoma. I think he qualified, like, fifth or something, fourth. But even, which is still pretty far, you know, to the front, but it's just when you got to try and work your way through the field, I mean, like, those guys were brawling. When I went back and watched it, I didn't realize how, how much, like, Adam and, and Andrew and... Cody and all of them were just like leaning on each other for for that uh, spot at Sonoma. But it's it was good it's every spot. It's every spot in the field, right? Which is why sure. I've been on board for thirty fifth point. Thirty fifth in the race should not get the same amount of points as forty third if there are that many drivers because the battle for thirty fifth is the most intense in the field. Um, take it from me because um, there's a lot of points. There, there's, there's a lot of double the points in thirty sixth. Yeah, that's that's the reason. Oh my that's, god! That's, uh, <laughs> it's really solid racing for thirty fifth when you're when you're just when nobody can keep their car on the road and they're they're running into each other. Yeah, exciting stuff. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're we're really good at that kind of. We'll just call it the carb cup cam, and we'll keep a shot on. There, there. You, there you go. I like it. An excuse to show us on the broadcast. We'll take it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think we need some sort of um, we need some sort of in the back like underdog you know all the guys who kind of suck like one of us is doing a little better than the other so we should you know i don't know if mara motorsports can sponsor that or what that costs he's throwing money at everything these days i saw we were, <laughs> I, I saw we were, I, I, every day i feel like i get a new notification that we're sponsoring something and some guys sponsored one per, i sponsored i sponsored one one person so we had a i got a uh, I think he's listening right now, uh, Connolly, who finished 13th in his heat. Uh, he had a somewhat viral video that I think Parker, uh, Kligerman, and Landon Castle had like retweeted, and um, uh, Tommy, um, Tommy Joe Martins actually ended up sponsoring him. So I was like, oh, yeah, we got in the broadcast. And if you're listening, thanks for 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 listening. Um, yeah, that was like a one-time thing. I have made the offer out there. Hey, if anybody's interested in sponsorship, I'm more sh- more so interested in giving back to the league, right? So that's um, kind of the point of this whole broadcast or this podcast um, is to give back to the league, right? So um, I'm more interested oh, in sponsoring. I'll take you money. You I'm have sponsors. Right? I, I still want to sponsor the the I'll after the laps car. Yeah. With the rebranded for a race, I'm serious. So it yes, yes, yes. to happen. My people will talk to your people. And okay, we'll make it happen. We'll definitely well, make that happen. Him. Was it just Sam? Did Sam say that you guys should have run one of your cars as after the laps on the in the? Uh, that's that's awesome. Awesome. So I made the comment. Yeah, I, yeah. I was yeah. focused on making the cars look good for the All Star race. I was having fun with it. So I numbers back. So I appreciated that. Yes, that was bold, yes. and I like that. Yes, I like I, that. And honestly, with the way, and I'm, I actually do have. We can talk about it real quick. So yeah, it's hard with the Mustang with the indent there on the side that really defines the character to like. 
I don't know, make it kind of look good, even with the standard number. I don't, I, maybe I'm just overthinking it. But I thought the car looked better with the number pushback on the Mustangs, at least, because of the kind of that that characteristic on the door. But um, fun designing. I, I like painting and getting a little bit creative. Um, it's not too creative because it's always kind of the same design. But uh, was excited to have an opportunity to, after the turns on the car. So I took do it. We like, do we, what do we think of that? When I saw that, I was like, I'm going to go with it with the effort in. But I, I did it. That's bad. Bad. Yeah, I mean, you generally, I mean, generally, you either like the number pushback or you don't, right? So I, I get the very, I thought it was point of view. It, it almost, I mean, there's a lot of words on it, but it looked a little yeah. too busy. It looked a little too busy. I, I can see that. But I, what I can say is, from a sponsorship point of view, like I was able to make that logo like four times bigger than the one that's over the wheel there, right? So I was like. Oh, we can make after the turn just stick out like 10 times more by making a giant. But yeah, it is a little busy there. We really stuck out in uh, 17th and 18th out of 18. We we're really sticking out. Ooh, for the first five I, I even gave the cars a shout out. I, I did, said yeah. I'd like the pushback number and the little inverted color scheme. So I. Okay. Did, were we I, was I, last? I, I think no. it was earlier in the race. I, I'm not sure. But I remember first, I had, I had yeah. mentioned in the Discord. That I wanted yes. somebody to do it, yeah. so that's why yeah, I was yeah. so happy to see that somebody took up the challenge because it seems like that's going to be what it is for next year. So start start practicing cool. now because it, it seems cool. like that's where the the new cars are going to be going. So well, <laughs> it's like Danson sent an angry email to NASCAR begging them to not yeah, move I, the numbers. Exactly. It's just it looks silly. I mean, like I feel like I've, I've got an interesting. Well, of course, I, I feel like everything I think is interesting, but. Yeah. Uh, like a, a perspective that's somewhat um, semi-unique in the sense that obviously I grew up watching Australian touring cars and their whole thing has always been either having a number like right near the front or in some cases, depending upon the paint scheme, they'll have the number, you know, just in front of the rear wheel, sort of similar to how you guys had it. But um, yeah, that's exactly right, Sam. He, he said NASCAR will weigh all decisions and then make the worst one possible. That's so true. <laughs> um, but like, so I've grown up seeing numbers, you know, in those unusual positions but it it suits those types of cars just in the same way these new wheels suit like those wheels suit like a trans am or something but they don't suit the the stock car vibe i i, I much more prefer the classic nascar rim that they've got and i much prefer the the classic nascar number location like like i obviously with I've got like a road racing kind of like fan background and it's cool that NASCAR is trying to go down that route in some respects, but I don't want them just to copy paste, uh, you know, a, a Trans Am into NASCAR because then you lose, you lose what NASCAR is about. And that's why the people were fans in the first place. I, I did actually, uh, we were talking about this uh, <laughs> amongst friends recently that what was NASCAR bought into by the people who run IMSA? Am I, am I imagining that? It was the other way around. Yeah. Yeah, like so they bought bought, or did NASCAR buy IMSA? They bought IMSA, yeah. Yeah. So, so do you think, in order to to build their investment into IMSA, they're trying to kill off their existing brand and make IMSA like the the go to? They're just like they're, they're merging everything as one. I I don't I don't know I don't think I have an opinion. I do think that NASCAR is much more numbers based. I uh I think Matt and I we're, we pretty much take everything. Like I don't feel like we 
we, I feel like we're very flexible with all changes. I don't think we've ever really complained about a whole lot of changes. So if they, when they move the numbers back, it's going to be fine. But I would, I don't, it's not the, like I look at that car and I think those after the turns cars, if that's what our podcast is called. Um, I think that those numbers, I think, those, I think those are, I don't know. I still don't know. I think those are, genuinely doesn't know. I've just caused this riff. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I'm oh. never going to be confident again. I think those are, I thought it was around the turns for a while, but now I'm seeing after the turns, but um, no, I think those are like ugly, ugly cars. I just think they're hideous. Oh, um, and it's not, has nothing to do with the paint scheme. It has everything to do with where the number is and where it where is. Where the number is, yeah. Yeah, so that, but that's just- my pushed back number car. I made one. Did you like it? Like, I, like- I, I made a pushed back number one and then I made a normal one. And I think I like the normal one better, but I didn't hate the pushed back one. Yeah. You need to ask someone who's non-biased, right? So I took both paint schemes to my wife, who hates NASCAR, Nick Nelson. Definitely unbiased. So which one looks better? And she definitively said with the number pushback. So I really? think- That she liked yeah, more? Yeah, she liked the number pushback. I was surprised too. Yeah, I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe I, I think too. I think it's too, normalcy right? bias. Like we're so used yeah, to it yes. being one way that it's impossible to be objective about it because that's just the way it's always been, right? But that's yeah. what I mean, though. I've seen it. I've seen it my whole life, and I still think it looks goofy when it's on an Asuka. The thing, you know, I'll, I'll find mine and I'll send it to you guys, and I'll get yes. your impact on my versions. And we'll see. My and yeah, that, my my one thing about NASCAR is more. I feel like a driver is more associated with a number than yes. any other sport. Like Formula yeah. One, they didn't even have like real numbers until no. a few years ago. They tried to copy NASCAR, and that's what I'm saying. Like. Yeah, yeah, they so copy already something yeah. They already have something that's like literally like the other like key motorsports or like you know prominent motorsports are trying to copy. Like they they F1's mm -hmm. trying to emulate what NASCAR is doing because Liberty bought in, you know, bought NAS um F1. And they're like, hey, we really like that NASCAR do this because they've got that association with yeah. the number. And then NASCAR's like, we just want to crap all over that. And I mean, I mean obviously they're not moving away from having the number association, but they're like diluting yeah. that a little bit. Uh, anyway, that, I agree. I agree with you, Jason. I feel. I feel. And I, when they made the number change in Formula One, I was like, "That's a good move." That's. I feel like that's a good yeah, move. I, I agree. Like Ricardo went to three. That makes that makes sense. That's exactly what he would do. In that yeah. Area. So because then you can have a cap, and it's just got the number, and and like you you don't you know you you instantly recognize oh that's Lewis Hamilton or that's Daniel Ricardo like you said or that's Denny Hamlin like you know that just by seeing it and and. Because of the brand association, if you see the number eleven, for example, right, the the purple number eleven on someone's cap, you you immediately think FedEx. If you yes. see the Kyle Bush eighteen and a yellow hat, doesn't have to have the logo anywhere, but you think M and M's, uh, like at least I do anyway. I feel like most people yeah. would have that association, yeah. and so this this fascination with oh we need to make the logo like ten centimeters Perfect. larger yeah. either side because we could put it in the door instead of the the quarter panel. That's not achieving. That's like as much as as just by having real strong brand association. Like just just having a slightly bigger logo is not. Yeah. Anyway. I will, well, yeah, sure I know. Yeah. I will. I will say the Martin Truex car this year. If you guys have seen it, it looks like the numbers already kind of pushed back on it. The way they have the sponsors. Yeah. And it looks yeah. decent. Like that one actually looks pretty good. So if you take like the Bass Pro Shop scheme, like that one, like that's as far back as any number should go. They basically already did it and just didn't tell anyone. Maybe 
maybe that, maybe that's how they do it. They do it slowly. Like they they talk yeah. to all the teams. They say, okay, we're gonna start moving it back one inch each week, <laughs> and by 2021 or 2022, it'll be back. And we just will never have known it happened. Just a slow progressive change yeah. over time. Yeah, I think. But I think Matt, to like to your point, like there's a lot of sponsors that are around like full enough time, and I don't know what they are. The company. So like you have the FedExes, you know, you have the M&Ms brands that, you know, I think that just making your logo on the car bigger doesn't necessarily f solve all your issues. Cause some of these companies yeah. have been on cars for whole years. I don't know what their product is because they don't have yeah. commercials during the race. They don't tweet or have any social like in engagement with race fans and stuff. So yeah. I think it does go where I think, would they like a bigger logo? Yes. But I think if you're wanting to increase your brand exposure, like I didn't know what ally was. But they are so involved, not only on the car, but on social media and just with everything, commercials and stuff, that I know what they're yep. selling. There's probably sponsors that I've seen on hundreds of Xfinity cars that I don't know what they sell because that's all they do and nothing else. So I, I do think, yeah. you know, if sponsors want more value, then it, it's not just make the logo bigger. I think there's other ways that they can get more value out of that, that partnership. So. Yeah, we'll see. Well, I wonder how, how much, uh, Matt, how much exposure did uh, After the Turns get on uh, on the All-Star Race podcast? When we were when we were half track behind, how much exposure were we getting? I don't think we were getting a lot. No, yeah. it doesn't really work in iRacing. So when you talk yeah. about sponsorship, yeah. um, it's a little bit different. I mean, our, I mean, our RSR races get, you know, up to a little over a thousand views, maybe, uh, you know, total. Like there's, there's a solid amount of uh, viewership, right? But I think... Um, you know, as far as an exposure, uh, you know, sponsoring a car versus, you know, get, you know, Evan, you've given us the shout out during the broadcast is going to help us way more than, you know, being mm -hmm. on a car, for example. Right. So, um, not necessarily all paid sponsorships are going to, to return value, but if we get even a few more listeners, um, and, and people are interested in what we're doing and it raise some awareness of RSR, right. I think it's, it's a, it's money well spent. So that's why I don't mind sponsoring, you know, people, if they are out of the league, if they're interested, right? Absolutely. So, Matt, real quick, because I don't think we've talked about this. Have we? Have you reached out to Danson? Have you DM'd him to try and get a sponsorship for one of no. his races? I mean, I feel like that's probably big. I don't think we have that much income to spend on uh, one race sponsorship for him. But what have you, have you reached so out? I was kind of looking at respending the money that we were lucky enough to get in sponsorship, and kind of because. I mean, the, the fee is ridiculously small. So that's something I want to talk to you about, Evan, because I, um, I don't understand how it's only $35 for the year. So maybe you could talk to us a little bit about that. But um, to have a sponsor even cover that for us for the year, um, we didn't financially necessarily need that. So I'd like to give that back because we're lucky enough to have some good sponsors. Um, you know, between the few, so we sponsored Dylan for three races. Um, we sponsored Liam. I have him for three races, right? And so it's already encroaching on like not the full season's worth of money, but there is a, a definitely, definitely some open opportunities if anyone wants a sponsorship for a couple races, especially if you run a front and dance. And obviously, if you're interested, I mean, you're part of the show, so you have a vested interest in running our car. You should kind of just do it for free. I mean, mm. <laughs> ooh, I mean, 
makes a good point. He's trying to think of a nice way to say no. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But no, I would, I would be happy to get on Danson's car. And so we'll do one of those. We'll do one of those. Uh, can we be like on like the uh, the B post where we're like this big? Yeah, on the a little car. tiny thing. Yeah, like I just want like this. this big, probably it's probably gonna cost us like a hundred dollars. I only like want the road yeah. courses because yeah. I know your oval track record. So I only yeah. want the yeah. Road just just sponsor me on the road courses. Easy peasy. There we go. Yeah, exactly. I would never sponsor you on an old. So, I so we already have it. Liam for the next two road courses. So if we have Liam and yourself, hopefully we've got like the top five like covered there. So yeah, I, guess, that yeah. Be cool. yeah. I mean, you <laughs> definitely got P one covered. Definitely got P one <laughs> covered. And then you got like somewhere between fourth and seventh covered. You know, so yeah, this yeah. Should, should be fine. Well, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's bad. It's not even bad. So, so I did want to get back to you, Evan, on kind of the the, the, the league fees. Yeah, he's talking like it's bad. Like I've uh, yeah. between Nick and I, our best finish is eighth this year. So uh, I think between this and the Winter Series. So, um, regardless. So, Evan, can you talk about a, a little bit about Sim Seats? Uh, maybe a good opportunity to talk about their level of involvement. See, they're sponsoring a, a truck this week, which is really cool. Um, and their level of involvement. Do you talk about how? the fee for the year is only $35. You talk about the broadcast fees for race spot TV. And obviously I know you're involved there, so I don't know how that works. Right. But you take 35 times the number of drivers in the field and there's a big differential in how much it costs to broadcast 30, uh, 36 races with the IROC series on race spot TV, uh, top of all the other, uh, you know, the, the surprise guests for the all-star race, and the championship belt and all stuff like that. So how do you make that happen? Because it, honestly, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, so the only re like if it was up to me, I would just not charge anything. Um, but I think part of me would think that even if we didn't need people to pay to run, I would still do like $5 just because in a lot of the free to enter leagues, people just like do one race and leave. Yeah. Um, so you do want people to have a vested interest, like you have a vested interest, but it's all just to cover the cost. So like, you'll take the driver fees and that probably gets us to, uh, maybe close to half. I mean, so if, you must, so if you go on race spot TV, so this is public information. So you go, yeah. if you want to get a league race broadcasted on race spot TV, I think the fee for like a minimal broadcast is like $275 to broadcast, mm -hmm. right? So it's a lot of money times that by 36. And this is like an, a, a lot of money, right? That the driver fees obviously aren't covering. So obviously SimSeats has been a, a great partner to cover whatever they are. Yeah. And well, when we talk about brands and I did my little rant about how these brands want to make their logo bigger, just get involved more. Um, like like SimSeats is a great partner to sponsor for this because it's like it makes sense, right? Like people who watched it is going to be interested in sim racing. They're going to be interested in sim equipment. There's a lot of, a lot of these leagues are sponsored by their uncle's truck service or whatever, which is cool, but there really isn't no return on investment for yeah. those people. Right. So I think it was awesome that we had sim seats come on board. Um, you know, I met Zach when they were on a truck at the uh, Las Vegas motors people a couple years back. Um, so that's how I met Zach from sim seats and obviously just talking with them through the Coke stuff and reached out and said, Hey, you know, this is what we're doing. And, uh, yeah, it's the combination of the driver fees plus the sponsorship gets us just to that number um, where we can we can squeak it out. And then sometimes the trophy is a little bit in the pocket because it's not covered by the league fund or all these different things. But the goal is just to hit that number. 
And as long as we can hit the number, like I don't eventually knock on wood, we're going to get to a point where say one year we don't get a, a, a sponsor or we don't get a big sponsor. And then what do we do with that shortfall? I don't know. Um, but we've been super fortunate to work with all the different partners that we've had over the last two to three seasons. Um, so wow. it's not possible without them. It's not possible without the drivers. Um, just real fortunate that we've been able to make it work. And I think RSR has gotten so much more exposure this year than it has in a long time um, that I've already had a couple of companies reach out interested in how they can work with us next year. So hopefully oh, wow. Wow, um, that's awesome. that, that interest stays high and, and we can continue to to keep the entry fees low at about, you know, a buck per race, a little bit more than a buck per race, um, and still be able to do the broadcasts because I, I feel like if, if we couldn't afford the broadcasts, I would still run the league, but I don't know how many people would run it without the broadcast, right? That's, that's the, the, the yeah. thing you, if you want yeah. to run a league, you can go run any league you want. The yeah. cool thing about RSR is it's been going on for 10 years and it's been on TV for you know, better part of those 10 years, if not all of them. So it was one of the first series to have their whole schedule broadcasted on iRacing. So I think that we've been able to continue that is super cool. Just like iRacing, generally speaking, history wise, um, is it was one of the first and it's one of the mm -hmm. longest running. And I think uh, you got Matt a little excited um, until you said that you've already got you're working with a couple of companies because this <laughs> would be the after the turns cup series <laughs> if he had a say in it i don't think he would throw no, all the, he would give you he would give you a blank check and just say whatever you want evan i'm taking it so if he's probably already dm'd you about it is he smaller, one of the no 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 it's going to be a smaller amount of money for the truck series and it will oh. cover whatever the truck series needs to be whatever plus a little bit extra on the top to get evan mm -hmm. a better internet connection oh <laughs> That's a really good deal. What, what, what are we doing? So are we having a truck series? Is that going to be a thing that's happening later this year? So the plan is to bring it back um, on Wednesdays during um, the end of the regular season for Cup through the playoffs. Because okay. the idea of IROC is we have off weeks to just go and do something that's not that serious and to have mm -hmm. some fun with it. Um, so the truck series is going to be like that on Wednesdays. Um, and it's probably going to be like all short tracks. So think um, your Concords, your Staffords. Um, you might wow. get to some. I'm hearing the wrong bigger... tracks. I, I think at Bristol Dirt, Eldora, Knoxville, well, Knoxville, <laughs> Knoxville for sure. Uh, you might get something like a, a Nashville Fairgrounds or Rockingham on there, but but definitely these smaller tracks um, is the idea. So the like 98 percent chance that we'll be running trucks again this fall. Awesome. Now, I, if you could actually just do like um, high speed intermediate ovals instead, if I could just put a request in, um, I know those, all those really sound interesting, but so does Atlanta, Chicago, uh, Texas would be, is the, my favorite track. We can do yeah. auto club. All of those tracks no, that's new Texas. But the trucks drive so much like the cup cars now. The cup cars at Texas are basically the trucks at Texas. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I'm very yeah, good yeah, at that sucks. <laughs> I'm very good at Texas. And I'm actually like that's great. That's country. like it sucks. Well, that reminds very, me. Very I'm good. Not. You're very good. That, that has to be like a relative sort of term, though, right? Like very good in comparison to. You're very good <laughs> in a second and third split during a Wednesday afternoon. Right. Yes, yes, yes. 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 <laughs> very, very good. 
And now, Evan, I am. Uh, I, I forgot to mention this. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be ravaging your hometown for um, EDC in October, and I'm gonna okay. miss one of the races. So if if you'll have me, I do need to do my Monday night race when I'm obviously. I heard this. Um, yes. So yes. if you'll have me, I'll sit right in that seat and I'll be an in-in race reporter. An in-in race. <laughs> Running. Yeah, I know how excited this would make. Me. <laughs> like I'll I, be like seven times ten. So. I, I just think about it. Just and I'll just it. like stick my head in from the side and call the yeah. race from over here. Yeah, you call the race over there. I'll run it. And I'll, I'll probably like I'll probably crash on like lap five. But if you'll have me, I'll be very high roller that day. I can already tell you. I actually. Oh, who who came over? Oh God, I'm. So I'm totally drawing a blank. Um, yeah. But one of the guys that was in coat <laughs> that dropped out and had to go back through pro last year. How am I forgetting his name? I'm gonna uh, remember as soon as we get off air, and I'm gonna. Manny Cattell, that's the only had one. To, had to go back. No. Had to go back through pro. Uh, but Novak, one of the uh, not Gorlinski. Was it Gorlinski? <laughs> one of those guys was in town, and they couldn't miss the pro race. Yes. So he actually right. came over right? and drove on my sim, um, so that he he could get points. And of course, my setup is way different than his so he didn't have much luck in it and finished like 20th but he still completed the race and it was still a points race and so that was fun so an, a meaningful yes. sim race has taken place in this seat oh. i wasn't the one driving it but a meaningful race has taken place here <laughs> guys he's not saying no i think uh, if you want this is a very important race for me i'm going to be trying to get into the top 30 in points again i got eighth place in the owner's the owner points yeah the yeah owner's yeah. Do you have yeah. a bonus in your contract think, for the top 30 in points? That bonus uh, actually, I, I promised Danson. I think I said we were, I'm going to make him a trophy if he finishes eighth. And I'm going to send it to him uh, for eighth place. Oh, I love just, trophies. Hell yeah. Are you aware uh, of the shipping charges? Uh, well, I, I'm aware of the shipping <laughs> charges, but I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I'll probably okay. just charge him on Venmo for, for the shipping charges. Whatever <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> perfectly fine. That's probably a yes, because if I don't, if you let me do it, then I don't have to take my pedal and wheels with me to, I think we're staying at the Paris in Vegas. So uh, yeah, yeah. The, the Paris hotel. So I'm going to take that as a yes. Um, I'll get my practice in before Wednesday. And if you just want to DM yeah, me your app on Sunday night, oh my God. I'm going to be pretty fucked up. So thank you for me morning. Yeah. Can, can I, can I make a request though? If, so if you do go to Evans and, and you're still there the next day, uh, like, or if you drop in the next day to to do the podcast, can you make sure that you film it from Evan's kitchen? So we got the the, the microwave in the back. We need a microwave in every shot. It's yeah. mandated. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, that's exactly what we're gonna do. I I, I love how we just uh, I love how we just added like a, a race and in race broadcast and a podcast. Yeah. Right. And he hasn't said yes and he hasn't said no. So also Evan, I'm gonna to come to America at some point. I need free accommodation in Vegas. Uh okay. do you mind if I just stay in yours for like maybe one yeah, just, two weeks? Yeah, just make make some calls. We'll Okay, yeah. fantastic. Get you some comp yeah. rooms at the Caesars or something. No, no, no. You're the comp room. It's oh, free. The comp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a real nice couch <laughs> right yeah. there. Perfect. Fantastic. It reclines yeah. and everything, you'll be fine. This is why we. This is why we. This is why we really had you on the podcast. I need right. a race to yeah. do. He needs yeah. a place to stay in America. And who my, knows? We, uh, what's the booking 
you don't you don't need um, Expedia. You just got me, and you're good. To we go. just got him. Yeah, yeah. You just well, call to people on podcasts and demand their accommodation. Yeah, That's exactly. Like, if you yeah. put them in offer positions, they can't say no. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think I need to grab the belt then, since since Matt. Yes, I think I need to go find. Yeah, he's the belt. gone. Yeah, Matt okay. has the bladder. So well, he's gone. Let me go. Yeah. I'm gonna go yeah. try to find the belt. It's in yeah. the room somewhere. We'll, we'll talk amongst by. ourselves. Yeah, just well, rant sorry. about rant about door numbers or something. Well, actually, we saw the door number. We saw your door. I saw your yeah, door number I'm, here. I'm curious for the feedback. I actually, so I actually like it. I think it was good. Dan said, what are, oh, like, I, and I'm not just sucking up to you. I, I, I could do that, but I, I actually really, it's these. It's, yeah, uh, you can't, the thing is you can't make the number too small if you're going to move it back. It needs to have some size to it. Yes. Yes. I and thought of course, so, no, nobody knows what we're talking about, but. We true, true. So it's well, it's okay true. because if you're listening to this on Spotify, no, dancing, nobody can go. see your phone. <laughs> you can see that. No you can see that. You can't see that. Oh I my god! It. I have old people eyes. Can, I can't see that. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna you go find the belt. Definitely see that. Okay. Uh, I know. I actually, that's the one I could actually see. That was the one I can actually see. I so think, the thing, I think it looks okay pushed back, but it looks better normal. Uh, I agree with you. Only, but I will say the reason why his worked better is because his. He like I feel like R after the turns was too busy in the middle. Like if it's cleaner in the middle, you could push a number back and it looks decent. Yeah, the entire design is on the side. Yeah, so then I, you throw a logo on top of that, it's all happening in the same place. I can see that. Yeah, have a look at the picture of the car I put just above that. It's a it's a it's an Aussie. It's an Aussie uh, touring car and it's got the number like towards the front wheel, right? I feel yeah. like that's a good implementation. Like a, that, 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 that looks nice, but it but it, it suits that car. I don't think it would look good on a NASCAR. No, I don't think that 33 looks well. Whoa. Yeah, no. Well, okay. you know what? So we have the, we have the belt. Dancing, this awesome. is as close as you're going to get to it. As close as you're going to get to it, so get a good look. I'm winning this. <laughs> I'm winning this. Oh, God dang. Holy cow. What do you think you wow. could sell that on eBay for? I, that's, is there some 24 karat in there? It's It's got some weight to it. I'll say that much. That wow, is that is beautiful. Awesome. You know what? Uh, do me a favor, Evan. When I uh, when I come and visit and uh, do my race there, I'm going to put it on. Just... <laughs> Just for uh, just for purposes of one of us on the podcast actually being able to take a look at it for me. <laughs> Evan, if, if I win that, can you sign it? That would be that would be amazing. Sign the back of it. Um, okay. Also, we'll by the way, happen. in the chat, in if the chat, pick, we've got uh, yeah. What? what? That would be like eight hundred. <laughs> you said yeah. I heard yeah. So I'm booking that. <laughs> so Nick, in the chat, uh, it was pointed out here. Notice how Evan changed the subject and left. When Nick invited himself to a party at his place, oh, with strippers? What? Where was that part? <laughs> Did I step away for like a minute? We're I didn't say to... that. I didn't say that. Matt hey. away and it's just devolved into chaos. It's a, it's a Monday. <laughs> You're, it's going to be a Monday, right? So what? What in the world's happening in Vegas on a Monday? Uh, uh, more than's happening in most places on a Saturday, to be honest. That's, so that's, that's probably true. true. Yeah, 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 that's true. That's true. That's true. So why, Nick, why are you going to Vegas? I'm going to the uh, Electric Daisy Carnival um out there if you must know <laughs> I'm, I'm 21 living a 21 year old's life that's what i'm doing <laughs> i need to google what the electric daisy carnival is all about it sounds it's, 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 that name it's sounds at, it's, at, it's, at, it's yeah. at the racetrack it's at the racetrack actually 
So is that, is that Las Vegas Motor Speedway? That's true. Yeah, it is. It is. It's what young people do, and apparently, it's what old people do when they want to feel young again. <laughs> that's what. That's that's the situation. Electric so. Daisy Carnival. He's right. You really don't know? I thought you were. I, I thought you were joking. No, I'm. I'm. I'm looking into it. I want to. I want to see what it's all about. Like house music, electronic music. Yeah. 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 Wow. I'm cool. Uh, when we when we take the podcast off and I'm not running 35th, I'm actually pretty cool. <laughs> now we know. Well proclaimed, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a relative term. That's a relative. Wait, so that's in. Are you, wait, are you going? Are you going in October? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right, because it was meant to be in May. It was. Yeah. It was supposed oh, to be. Got postponed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a good expert. Okay. Sam yeah. has another question. Apparently, Sam, what's your question? They're usually oh, not, they're not interesting. That's why we skip them. Yeah. No. So Sam asked. Sam did ask a question. We didn't miss it the last time. Let me let me let me catch it real quick. Um, oh, I mean, Sam's been Sam. You've been part of Evan's probably headaches. So thanks for that. Yeah. Um, he's he was That's wondering his your your thoughts, Evan, on the rivalries on and off the track and kind of some of the drama that's happened in the league. Uh, Recently, and I mean, some of it was last year too. Uh, and there's other stories that I would like to talk to. Um, but but let's stick with Sam's question for for now. So I actually think there's less drama now than there used to be, because it seems like for the most part now it's person A doesn't like person B, and it's more of that. Whereas in some of the years past, you've had Team A doesn't like mm. Team B. And when it's four on four, it can get a lot messier than one versus one. Um, so, so where does Jason Jacoby fit into that? <laughs> well, he wasn't. So it was, I was thinking more like the uh, the Steel Horses and the the Aegises and, oh. and some of those teams used to butt heads um, a lot, um, and they would always. And I think that it started outside of the league, but it just kind of festered in the league a little bit. Mm -hmm. um but i haven't had to suspend many people um which is nice because when no one's no one's wrecking people i don't have to spend more time reviewing the races so please don't wreck each other on purpose and it makes my life easier um yeah yeah, i I don't think it's it's bad um you're always gonna have i think naturally guys are competitive right so you're gonna have uh butting of the heads um i don't think anything's gotten too far um because i think at the end of the day you know, I, th- I think you want to win the races, you want to do good, but it goes back to the point that you guys asked earlier on, you know, why we take so much driver input. And it's because if you're, it's just to have fun, right? So, so hopefully everybody keeps it relatively in line. Yep. So I, I tried to slide it in there. I'm going to ask it again because <laughs> someone had asked us to, to ask you. I know Jason Jacoby was in the league for a few years and he's a hot name in the iRacing world. Mm-hmm. Uh, he won several races, I think, in 2019. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that experience? Yeah, so this was like before a lot of stuff happened or, or came out, I suppose. Um, and I, I'm going to double check your your stats. Uh, he won five races yep. <laughs> in 51 starts cool. um, from 2017 through 19. So he actually ran full time in 19. Um, his other two are part-times, um, but he didn't like, so at that point we didn't like the league discords new, right? 
So I think when yeah. we had the league Facebook page, it wasn't as engaged. Um, just because I think a lot of people don't really go on Facebook that much. Um, so that's why I wanted to make the switch to Discord. So like, aside from talking to somebody in a post-race interview, like there would, at least myself, I didn't really yeah. talk with him much. I don't know many anybody in the league really hung out with him because he was just on a team on his own. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I can't tell you much aside from just that he was pretty good on track some of the time. Um, would get in some of those arguments um, as well with some people, but I probably know... I feel like I know all of you more just having watched the podcast and having yeah. haven't had him in the league for three years just because I yeah. didn't have much interaction outside of the league. So that's why I like the Discord because I can be involved in a little bit more of the banter and stuff. Mm. But we've had some some uh, notable names, if you will, and then we've had some big names come through the yeah. uh, the ranks over the years too. What uh, big names? To be fair as well. To, to be fair as well. So to Matt, like I mean, Jason as far as as an iRacing person uh was was pretty pretty sedate i feel like he used to get into yeah. some accidents yeah. and stuff but he was just a regular driver the, <coughs> i think yeah. the 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 thing you're referring to is is sort of stuff that the was off like the track extra, stuff. yeah curricular stuff which yeah was, and i think maybe there was a little attempt you know, to see if there was any drama behind the scenes or anything with him running in the league but it doesn't sound like there was yeah i, I don't oh, i think he, he i don't think anything he, carried over yeah, he so he stopped at nineteen. I mean, he would he had made it to the round of eight in that year, so like he was good. Like like you know, it wasn't out, it wasn't running out, you know, mid pack fields. I mean, he yeah. had speed. He was good, um, but yeah, I, he didn't really interact with anybody outside of the on track stuff, which is probably why um, he only did the one full time year, right? Because he was yeah. just kind of on his own. I feel like a lot of the time. So. Actually, you kind of bring up the, the the points. I am curious as an announcer. You, I guess, I'm sure that this league started off as a well, at least as some sort of playoff system. Do you like the new playoff system, the new or ist playoff system that we have? Do you like a full season points? I know Danson's very old school, so I don't think he's a huge fan of what we have going on right now. But I feel like as an announcer the the eliminations probably are a good thing but like, what are your thoughts on that yeah oh and and i heard you asked for notable people so like landon huffman yeah. was the yeah. inaugural yeah. cup champion back in 2012. Oh. Oh, um, wow. there's yeah. been like a half a dozen ish coke guys run um okay. over the years malik ray did part-time last yeah. year actually wanted to run this year but he missed the sign-up list and I didn't give him special treatment. I told him waitlist like everybody else. He's on the waitlist, so he wants to do some part-time stuff. Guys like Michael Gorilla drove. Uh, so there's been some some big names, of course. You know, the Matt Danson has driven yeah. in the league, drives in the league. Never heard uh, of him. Uh, yeah, he's amazing. But like no. Drew and Dylan and some of those guys do the art. You know, the road to pro stuff as well. Um, but like, so our playoff system for RSR isn't an identical copy of what it is for the cup series right So, like we don't do the playoff points which is the big thing and yeah i'm not a fan of the playoff points i just feel like like the same reason why i decided to go a little bit simpler with our all-star format is like with nascar's all-star format there was just so much going on with it this year mm -hmm. i feel like it's the same with the playoffs it's just a little bit over complicated with playoff points and all this kind of stuff um from an announcing perspective, the elimination rounds are great. 
because you always have something to talk about. There is no chance that there's going to be a race where nothing's happening. There's the win and you're in. So from a broadcast perspective and putting on a show perspective, it's great. Um, competition wise, I believe my favorite iteration was just the 10 drivers, 10 round playoff. So there's enough mm -hmm. of a reset where people who may have had a couple of bad weeks or a slow start or what have you reset to the playoffs, but then you still have to compete for 10 weeks. You can't just, you know, like, like for the Ryan Newman nearly won a championship without winning a single yeah. race, right. All yeah. the way to the homestead. So I feel like there's a sweet spot in there. Um, would I complain if we went back to 36 weeks just straight through? No, but having done the broadcast perspective, I get it right. Like I don't like the NASCAR playoff system as it's structured today, but man, if I don't watch those playoff elimination races on the edge of my couch, right? Like I can't oh, yeah. deny that from the, from the entertainment perspective, it's great. So that's why ours is a little bit toned down where we still have the elimination rounds, but there's no playoff points. It's not quite as complicated and we still do like the three point bonuses for a win. Um, but if I were setting up something purely competition wise, it would probably be after 26 rounds, you got 10 people that go to the playoffs. I'd give them three bonus points for a win and then 10 weeks to ride it out would be my ideal playoff system. Like the, like the mid two thousands yeah. style chase, the earlier yeah. iteration of the chase. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Like, because I, as much as I prefer the old school, like even prior to the, the first, you know, iteration of the chase, like you mentioned, <clears throat> I think for, for iRacing, it, it probably makes more sense to have the sort of thing that we do have, or at least at least you qualify in with a win and having to be top 25 or whatever. Like, I think that makes sense because of something you mentioned um, earlier, um, Evan, about like with iRacers kind of doing a couple of races and they, they lose interest for whatever reason. Or like you imagine if we had a 36 race long championship in, in RSR, the drama that you'd have it is if someone had a bad couple of races to start the season, then they're like, well, I'm out of the championship now. I'm just not gonna. I'm not gonna show up. And then yeah. so you get down to the end of the season, you've got like 17 guys who show up of the 40 who who started the season. So it's, I, I whereas if yeah, you, the, the if last you, races would have like a dozen people in it, maybe. Like, yeah, yeah. Whereas if you got the thing, you know, like we have now, where yeah, you, you you win and you're into the into the the chase or the playoffs, whatever you want to call it. Um, you've only got to be within a certain window of the championship. You've got a situation like Daniel. You know, where mm -hmm. you, you'd have to be pretty confident that he'd still make it. Um, but, you know, otherwise, so you still have, therefore, a nicely competitive, you know, end of the season. Um, I just, I would prefer it, some sort of way to incentivize, um, you know, trying, continuing to try after you've got that first win. Like, yeah, because that's, that's the only downside. Like, you know, just seeing that, like, I know, I know, like, for Daniel, obviously, I, I'm assuming his focus has shifted more so to to the, the Road to Pro stuff in the in the interim. But, um, yeah, like, just seeing him pull out or not show up to races is kind of uh, sad. Yeah, well, he's, he's out as of now, so he's going to have yeah. to. So that was a change that we made after <laughs> last year. I believe last year the requirement was you had to do 10 races of the 20. And that was it. So as long as you did half of the regular season races, you could get in. And I think actually there was nobody who made the playoffs last year that wouldn't have made the playoffs this year besides mm -hmm. Dylan, 
And the whole Dylan Jones playoff waiver was my fault because the rule was 10. So at round 11, he was ready to race and I forgot to register him before the race. Ah. So he only ended up starting nine, but he tried to start 10. So that was on me. Gave him a waiver. That's fair. Don't expect don't expect me to give waivers to people often. But Mm -hmm. drivers gave feedback and said, you know, we're the ones racing all the time. We want it to be a little bit tighter. So that was a poll I did at the end of last year for the Cup Series and said, what do you guys think this should be? And everybody agreed that it should go from minimum of 10 starts to minimum of 15. And then to also add a caveat for you need to finish top 25 in points. So like Dylan right now, um, having left the other race early, um, is down to 28th in the points which is about, I'm, I'm looking, I'm not just guessing, um, mm-hmm. is 13 points behind Stanford, who's got the last spot, P25, to be eligible. Um, if Daniel races the, the races that he needs to, I think he gets that, no issue. But it is forcing him to compete. Um, yeah. So I do think, in That's effect, that, yeah. that that does work, and that you know goes back in with the driver feedback is, I wouldn't have made it so strict for, for 15 starts um, because I think most of the time, if you're going to start 12 races, you're probably going to start 16. It's yep. the, There's the bigger fall off where you have guys that only do like four or five. And I think yep. that on our minimum of 10 starts last year, it was below it. So that's not a change that I would have made, but drivers pretty overwhelmingly said we wanted it to be stricter. I think it was in the 80% range on the poll. So uh, wow. We made that change. So at the end of every year, I'll always mm. say, you know, suggestions on what you guys want. And then I'll do a little poll and kind of see what the driver feedback is. And mm. always. So we followed the NASCAR schedule. We followed the NASCAR, you know, format for the most part. But it's not 100% identical um, because yep. not everything for the real life translates best for our needs on the sim. So that's why we do stray in, in some small spots like that. One, of, one of the things that is. One of the things that is missing is stages. Have you ever thought about adding maybe one stage in there? The races are long enough for stages. I think we've done – I don't know if we had a poll on the stages. I think we polled on stages, and it was almost a yes. I think the nose just um, won out. I think I would be more open to the stages – um, if we did it differently than NASCAR did them. So like right, right now you can't set up a stage in the sim. No. So it would be, I'd have to manually throw it. And my concern would be, I'd forget to put it at the exact right time. Since I'm also broadcasting at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be a concern if you could do it automatically in the sim. Um, <coughs> then maybe, um, I wouldn't be against the idea of though of just going back post race and like having a stage but no caution. Yeah. And yeah. these you guys at this to. point you get bonus points, but we don't stop the race for it. So like yeah. there there are things that I'm open to. Um, am I dying to add stages? No, but if like Good. for that restrictions for the playoff eligibility, if drivers vote at the end of the year and overwhelmingly you guys want them, then I'll I'll figure out a way to to incorporate it that fits our structure. So So make (laughs) sure you vote no. That poll's going to come up. So when it comes up at the end of the year, make sure you vote no. I'm going to start campaigning. I'm going to put my numbers back. I'm going to put as far back as I can so that everything (laughs) along the side of the car just says, please, God, no no stages. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The the only thing, if we absolutely had to have stages, I would agree that the whole like 
no yellow thing would be mm-hmm. would be ideal. But I, I don't understand what purpose it serves for us to to add it. Like if you're going to do that, you, what we might as well just do is two heats and a feature, because it, like uh, that's essentially all you're really you're doing. You're asking for add a new possible pit strategy, right? So I think you see uh, a lot of it at the end of stages. People stay out trying to get stage mm-hmm. points. You got the slow guys or the old tires up front versus new tires behind them, stuff like that. I, I think it adds an element in real life NASCAR. Certainly, as someone who's the back, I'd love an excuse to be up front for a little bit and maybe race for something. Uh, be creative. It's, a, it's like a superficial fake strategy, and and like, I don't understand. I, I I feel like you're there to do a race, right? Like you're there to win that race. So if I, you if you want to make stages to make a shorter race, then just have three races of twenty laps. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but why do that? Just just have well, one well, race like, and you win that race. If there's the the whole idea, I guess, is if there's a caution for a stage then there is strategy because you can decide, do I want the stage points now and pit after, or do I, you know, do, do whatever pit before screw the stage points, but benefit my track position for later in the race. If you get rid of the caution element of the stage, which is what a lot of people don't like is, you know, artificially stopping the race. Mm. If you get rid of that, then there is no longer any strategy around the stage. The guys in the top five are going to get the stage points. They're probably going to be the guys towards the top five at the end of the race. So you solve one issue by eliminating the yellow, but then you get rid of the strategy and it's just more bonus points. So that's why there's no perfect answer to. Yeah. That's why we just don't do it right now. Yeah. Yeah. And and our races, we, the last, so like 2019 and 20, we straight a little bit shorter uh, on the race lengths. Um, But on feedback last year, this year, we moved everything back up to 50% um, of the cup races. Normally we don't have an issue with the clock. Um, but we did have a, a clock yeah. issue at Charlotte. It just happened to make the race exciting because yeah. um, yeah. Brian won it based on the clock. Um, but I think next time we have a longer race like that, we'll actually bump up our, our two-hour clock to let the race run out. Because um, in most times, if we're going two hours, we're going too long. For that Charlotte race, we probably should have had an extra 30 minutes. So that'll probably be... Um, an adjustment for next year is if we probably going to end up running 300 miles at Charlotte, um, we'll bump the clock up to let that longer race play out as it should, because there were yet, like we could have made it, but I don't think it was a ridiculous amount of yellows that caused us to hit that clock. So I know nobody asked about the clock, but I just randomly thought about Mm -hmm. that. So yeah, fair fair point. Mm -hmm. Well, I think also, Evan, I think before Nick uh, jumps in, (laughs) <laughs> okay i'm giving you so much grief nick i'm sorry um That's like, okay. I, I think it's, uh, it's, it's important to say though as well it's probably a good time uh as better time as any but like uh, i think i speak for pretty much everyone as far as uh you know thank you for putting everything on and and all of the stuff you do because obviously yeah doing the polls that sort of thing you, you definitely don't have to you could just make the decision whether it's all-star you know different rules the arrangements that sort of thing it's, it's cool that you reach out to everyone and it's definitely very much appreciated and I think anyone that does, like at least even from, from my own point of view, even when I've got like my own uh, sort of thoughts that I add in, it's not uh, by any means a, cr- a criticism on how you've currently got anything structured or whatever. I think uh, you, you do an amazing job and it's it's uh, it's really cool to be a part of. Like obviously I'm only new on, and as uh, as my, my dear friend Thomas George pointed out, I am, uh, I'm a rookie. You know, I'm just yeah. some dumb rookie. <laughs> but... Um, you know, like it's it's cool to come in and, and be a part of because it's really it's like it's a truly professional sort of arrangement. Like you said, it's it's you know I know it's obviously a lot more free in terms of you know how you approach it versus the Coke series, but it feels like 
it doesn't feel like a noticeable downgrade or anything like that in terms of how it's uh, run, administered, administrated, administered. I don't know what the right wording there is, but like it, it feels like as as good and as professional as any league or anything I've been a part of. So kudos to you. Yeah, that, that's the goal is to, to, you know, we don't have with it. Like I always say we in this and, and I'll ask some people for help here and there, but for the most part, it's just me. And it's almost cause like I'm a little protective of it. Um, and maybe I should ask for more help sometimes. Um, but like I said, simply because the league itself has been around for so long because it's where I yeah. started the broadcast side, I'm, I very much incentivized to keep it alive, which is yeah. um, the motivation for putting the time and, and effort into it. So um, I appreciate you guys for racing in it and then also putting on the podcast because it adds that mm. much more content and, and I think further legitimizes um, the league as one of the best places uh, to race on the service. So I appreciate you guys being a part of it because if nobody showed up to race, nobody would care if I talked about a race with you know awful racing so i think it's it's good that um i can provide a structure for the racing to be good because if the racing wasn't good nobody would care to watch or drive so yeah yeah and i think uh mara motorsports entering last year really took it to the next level the did, yes. yeah. <laughs> i mean that's really what took it to the next level you knew you had it big when a mara motorsports car entered and when two entered you're set. You're right. There is going to be a 50 year anniversary. That's what that's what SimSeed signed on for. They said Mara Motorsports yeah, is said, in. Yeah. Where do we sign? Yeah. Please, please, please. Yeah. You, you had so many companies just bidding for you. Yes, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then the Altus rivalry. I mean, you just you can't ask for much more. It's nailed by the so much. Yeah, there's just so much uh, health going on in the series right now. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah well. Um, Dancer, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to try and overstep you. Is there anything else that you that you want to get out or any any? Uh... No, I think I'm okay for now. I'll let you know though. Okay. When I start talking, then you'll have more. Yeah. Yeah. Have more yeah yep. Exactly. You exactly. Can, you have the floor. Go for it. Oh, thank you. Oh my gosh, that was the first time in like an hour. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> no, I well, I guess you know, I know uh, it, it is. It's obviously it's one o'clock on the central coast. Uh, Dancing, we don't know what time is in Australia, but it doesn't really matter. But uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. at least another seven hours if you guys want to keep going. It's fine. I thought oh, if yeah. I flip my clock upside down, then the hand would it's point Australia from eleven time. to five. That's, That's how that works. Right? Just flip everything upside down. Get some more time. Yeah. yeah. Close. Well, that almost works. I guess at this point, Evan, we always ask, "Who do you want to thank?" So besides us, which you just did, who who would you like to thank? <laughs> well, well, you know, SimSeats, obviously, um, their entire team for signing on with us to financially support us, but also, um, you know, sharing the stuff on, on their social outlets and, and all of that. Um, of course, IRAPS, who sponsored us for the Winter Series and is, is the reason why um, the IROC Series is on broadcast this year, um, because, of course, last year it wasn't, and I nearly one and this year it is and i just suck so that's awesome that's exactly, on, why. On, that's exactly why. Why. joking under pressure he's on tv every yeah, week but it's just the, nerve, the, the nerves man yeah. the nerves um yeah. you know mcconey setup shot for helping us out with the setups um for the irock stuff and you know all star when there's not a fixed setup um to, to just be able to shoot jeff a message on facebook and be like hey this is the race that our drivers picked and boom they get us a setup within a couple of hours well, don't um, tell them this car's running in 43rd <laughs> <Just> right 
I'll tell them that part. Yeah, so like the sponsors, SimSeed, Syraps, McConey Setup Shop. Um, and then, of course, I already said you guys for putting on the podcast and all the drivers for racing. Um, I would rather everybody be in the Discord suggesting things than nobody saying anything at all. Because if you're putting forth suggestions, then it means you care. And I care. So as long as we both care, then the league's going to go in the right direction. Um, so hopefully we continue this. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to call it like a wave of momentum, but I think that the league's trending in the right direction um, with the interest from drivers. Um, I'll check the updated number now because I keep getting messages from somebody every day on where's my friend on the wait list? Where's this person um, on the oh, wait I'm list? Yeah. I know a month ago. Let's, 15, let's, let's get right so. in. Yeah. So we are currently at so total so counting the drivers that have raced plus wait lists we've had 80 drivers sign up oh, for the cup damn. series this year um it uh, looks like we still have 18 19 of them on the wait list so when it comes to the winter series if you're in the cup series now take the priority registration seriously because once we open it up to the wait list and then the general public, it's going to fill up pretty quick. Um, so just, I think all of these factors, the competition rising up, new faces coming in, um, sponsors, stuff like this, just the, the league having more of a presence um, around iRacing is trending it in the right direction, which I think validates a lot of the work that I've put in, validates all of the time and effort that you guys put in and everybody else puts in when they practice for the races on Monday. So um, you know, I, like I say on the broadcast, appreciate you guys racing on Mondays. Cause if you're not, there's no show. Um, and hopefully, um, you know, we, we keep having fun on Mondays and have a good fight for the championship this year. Maybe Matt will figure out, uh, dancing. That is, I how say, I say Matt, maybe dance will figure out how to do the ovals in a cup car and I don't uh, think we'll have a good championship this so, year. And I'll be watching. I'll be watching the team battle, of course. Um, yes, I'll make yes, sure to, yes. and and I fix the ad read on the broadcast, so I know the name of the podcast now. It's after awesome. the turns, not after the laps. So, um, <laughs> I think we're covered for the second half of the year. Uh, if you guys have any questions about why did this idiot make this call or something, um, I mean, you get a hold of and and let you guys know on the show, and I'll uh, I'll be tuning in for the rest of the uh, the guests you guys got scheduled. Can I send you, Evan, like pre-race? I'll just give you a whole bunch of talking points just solely about myself. So that you know. <laughs> oh, so it'd be like a Coke race. Yeah, <laughs> just like everything, everything to say about me. And then, uh, I mean, that'll give you at least an hour's worth of content. Okay. Guaranteed. Yeah, yeah sure. So that, like, is there any format you need or just like, just yeah. just lay it all out there for you? Is that just the mind. The Mantis and autobiography. Yeah, like at yeah. least like size 18 font. So yeah. it just, it's so big on the screen. I can't up. forget it. Yeah. Like <laughs> bold, underline, highlighted. Done. Just make sure you speak American done? because, no. or actually no, oh. put some good, like, like Aussie, like phrases mm. or something in there. And then I'll, I say speak American. Cause I think it's a joke to me because I'm Canadian. So all my oh, Canadian yeah. no, friends, all my I Canadian friends say, I sound like an American and, a lot of my American friends say, like, you say house weird and like stuff like that. You are. I can only curse in, in America. That's 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 where I get uh, okay. my, my accent uh, honed is, is by swearing. So I can't even show you how I sound American. So on we just podcast. need to listen to you during a cue session and we'll hear. Yeah, exactly. 
Yes, exactly. Or just during any race session, really. Yeah. He's yeah. got lovely things to say during every race session. Oh, I, you know what? Wait, where's, where's next? Where's next race? Is it Nashville? Nashville? Yeah, yes. oh, I haven't done a lap there, but which but is so funny. Sure I win. It's. I'm so happy it made it onto the sim because I really yeah. did not want to do the Pocono doubleheader, which was no. oh. the backup idea. But it was I a had disaster asked, last year too. Pocono. I was had asked iRacing in January if it was going to be if they were going to scan it. And I had the DL answer that it was, which is why it had been on the schedule all year. And then with the Chicago street course coming up, they weren't, they had to focus all their art attention to that for the TV show Yeah, that they weren't sure Nashville was going to be done in time. And I'm like, Oh God, please finish it. So yeah. my gamble paid off because it, it gets the date on the calendar that I set it at in February. So well, made me uh, look smart, oh, yeah. but. Well, if, uh, if Danson get the, get the oval call ready for when Danson wins on an oval. Um, okay. Dan, maybe I'm you gonna, could win this race. He went. He's calling a shot. He's gonna run a lap and he's already decided he's gonna win at Nashville. Yeah, win. And yeah, and when I lap you, Nick, I'm gonna net code you straight into the wall so hard that you won't know what just got you. Maybe I'm gonna code you from the lead straight into the wall. I, I did that. <laughs> I did the NASCAR. I did the NASCAR. I'm gonna be on the drivers' uh, meeting video this week. I'm basically famous at this point. Yeah, I did that. Guys yeah, big time now. See, RSR making moves. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. You're talking to a sixth-place finisher right here. So I, <laughs> just just so you know. So I'm pretty sure it might take you like a fuel run and a half to lap me. So it, it, don't act okay. like it's going to happen that fast. Yeah. Um, but get the call ready. Yeah, get the call ready for dancing. Um, throw in a couple of Australian references. I, you'll figure it out. You're, you're literally a professional, Evan. You can figure out a good oval call for it. <laughs> Good. You gotta act so surprised. I've, like, had, a, I've had enough out. weeks to mentally prepare for it, so it better be yeah. good. Oh. Yeah, just you act like it's like a, like it's a shock. You never thought it would happen. It's gonna be one of the most intense calls you've 20 ever made. Twenty years of trying. 20 yeah, exactly. Years of frustration. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Please, please don't want that type of energy. Uh, Matt Danson is finally a Cup Series oval winner. Yes, yes. Please, 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 please. That might please. be. That race might be my first race on triples. Um, so I like Ooh. Matt. You're going yeah, back. You know, You're going off the VR. Yeah, I'm going to VR, doing? and I've, I I love it. I stand by it. But I um I've been coaxed into into trying at triples. That's actually what's behind me here. I've been building my um, my screen oh. mounts. Um, but two of my so I've got I got one screen there, one screen there. The third screen, even though I ordered them at the same time, the third screen's gone a wall. So hopefully that's that probably with the trophy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. It's just it's just going to like the 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 pit of just emptiness for curved deliveries. Curved or to flat me. monitors? Uh, flat. I was told that curved mm -hmm. can make the the image slightly distorted, and it's not an ideal scenario. But they're 144 hertz. You know the the one millisecond yeah. response time and all that sort of jazz. 27 inch. Um, so that's cool. So hopefully that gives me because my only issue with VR is that you don't get that um, that peripheral. Yeah, kind of vision like you're very you're very centralized. It's like looking at a, a single monitor unless you turn your head, and sometimes that's a bit awkward. So, um, hopefully that will help uh, with situations of you know when people bounce off the wall next to me and, and come down into me on the straight. Um, okay. I'll be able to see that earlier and uh, not get wrecked. I'm yeah, exactly. Right, you're talking about the, the difference between running P6 and P7 on Monday, Danson. Well, I know. So so Sam reckons that. Evan's call is going to basically just be commentating me running, you know, just outside the top five. I think that's terribly unfair. 
But oh yeah, 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 yeah. How do you have this level of confidence? I am super confident. I I haven't done a lap yet, but I just feel it in my loins that I'm gonna break out of the of the slump. And, That's the kind of phrase uh, I need on the pre-race yeah. notes. There you go. Yeah. 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 Okay, please he felt it in his loins, and now he's an awful yeah. winner. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, slump I, and, I'm team yeah. triples, so I'm I'm with you on that. I've got 27s as well. So. But curves. You like so that? I don't know if that's a hot. Ah, uh, good. Do, do you I get think, that? Do you get that distortion or no? I I don't see an issue with it. I think ideally, if I drove, my setup would be an ultra wide, and then two top monitors that are like a typical sixteen by nine. But just for broadcast purposes, the triples, mm -hmm. and then I have a fourth screen in up top in the middle, works better mm -hmm. because my side monitors when I'm not streaming, I flip them portrait. So it's mm -hmm. like the like document size. So it's easy to read stuff on the left and right. Yeah. But um, yeah. the first time I got triples, I'm like I had like a headache for like a week straight. My brain did not know what was happening. And now I just can't race on a single monitor. I'll go yeah. through the 10 minute process of readjusting all the other things, even just to like screw yeah. around with my friends and hosted. Cause I am so used to the triples that the single feels so arcadey to me. So I, once I go triples, wow. I can't go back. I'm a hundred percent in. I feel kind of like I'm cheating on on all my VR friends, you know, like like Matt I feel like and, you're cheating on me. Anyone else? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it just feels I feel kind of dirty, but but I just I don't know. I, I wanted to give it a try. I, I am jealous of Sam. He's got the Pimax, so he's got that 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 full range of um, of, of view. But I I don't know. I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see how I go. I might still I might hate it after a while. You know, I might not like triples and decide to go back to VR. So. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I think you will. But I think you will. I only ever did we'll the VR once, so I, I don't know how it would be any long term. It was fun to use for fun. I don't know if I could do it all the time, but it was certainly a super cool experience. I mean, I use VR when when um, so obviously, like I said, I did the Daytona twenty four hours with um, with uh, you know the Altus guys. Although we were still Horizon then, but that was before we we moved over to and uh, joined Altus. But um, did that with them. But then the year before that, Braden and I, who's been in the chat most most of this uh, um, podcast, uh, we we tried to do the twenty four hours just the two of us, but also with zero planning. So we had no idea who was going to be uh, you know driving at any point in the stint. So we after a little while we realized that the timing differences of of what we each had to do necessitated that uh i had to do at one point brayden did the same but like a six hour stint so non-stop driving so that was with the vr headset and so six i actually found six hours with the headset honestly wasn't that bad i didn't get dizzy okay. i didn't have any issues i think it's just once you get used to it it's probably it's probably the same thing like you say with, with triples. triples yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. first you sort of had that issue and then you just become accustomed to it so i i assume this is going to spin me out for a little while i'm going to be a bit like you know all at sea but so if I don't win Nashville, that'll be my excuse. <laughs> he already yeah. called a shot. He can't backpedal. Yeah, he said he's yeah. going to win. Yeah, no, he's, he's backpedaling now. That's exactly what it is. So, yeah. Not, yeah I, you, I hope you win. We'll be happy if you win. As much as we talk shit, we will want you to win. I want to know where, where all three of you think you're going to finish. I need an exact Ooh. position. Because like um, if we're going to put Matt on, on the hot seat, then I need you guys to. 
He, he says he's going to win, so I need the Mara Motorsports finishing what, order. What, what sort of a track is it? Is it? It's not a short track, is it? It's like no. a, it's an intermediate, just not quite 1.5 miles. But it's concrete, which is the big thing. Is it's, it the track, uh, is it the track that was in Bush? It used to be in the Bush series. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Clint Boyer, yeah, Red Car Bush, he's rookie yes, year. Yes. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, Matt, okay. have you well, done yeah. I haven't done any laps, what? so um, my last, I think, six finishes have been between 23rd and 29th, so I'll just say 26th um based on law of averages i feel like there's going to be some attrition at being a newer track so no, just stay out of stay out of trouble and you know hope somewhere between like 18th 20th would be uh a win in the race with liam i did i was in, in the race with liam and he fell i passed him twice um i think it was twice in 40 laps because he got by me on a pit stop so i'm gonna say um yeah 17th 17th okay I think it's going to be a decent, which for me is a great run. I think I'll be okay. Nobody ran the field, yeah. Yeah, that's a good run. So I, I think uh, I was pretty good, but I'm not going to have any practice until Monday night. Maybe I might just go into the race. So it's not going to be a win, but at the top but twenty. You've had, you've had some laps. You've had some practice. Yeah, so I guess. you're not going in blind. Yeah, exactly. So I'll say top twenty. But just look for that. Just look for that. You know, I think the top 16 is on the chart, so I'll be just below the top 16. That's stay standard or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, the stationary yeah. on the left. Yeah, 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 yeah. You'll see one Mara. Then you'll probably see one Mara that didn't really make it to green because the computer went out. And then, uh, <laughs> like, I'm joking. I'm joking. You fixed it. Don't you fixed it. Don't chat about that earlier. It really has been like that, though. So. Yeah, yeah. Are there, are there any barrels on the pit entry? Because if, <laughs> if it does have those, then Matt will find a way to get into them. <laughs> No, there's at not. Least they won't, at least they won't completely <laughs> miss it. Just stop in the middle of traffic off the turn. True. Right? True. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I guess that is there anybody we need to thank else we need to thank? Yeah, uh, we need to thank our sponsors. So, uh, this of is sponsor. Yeah. Gamadel Technologies, Mercury Energy, and then McCody Setup Shop. Um, you know, thanks again for your sponsorships. We're not worthy, but thank you. Appreciate it. Glad we have this opportunity to, to kind of promote you a little bit, but, uh, thank you. Thank you for all your support. What about you, Danson? Who do we want to thank this week? Uh, I mean, we, we've got all our, our regular sponsors that make, uh, you know, Altus happen. So Logitech G, Altus Gaming, Cube Controls, Racetech Seats, uh, VRS. How could I forget them? Virtual Racing School. Uh, and like I said, I touched on it earlier, but that was like, feels like about seven hours ago now. Uh, yeah. You know, we've got the big announcement coming with Altus in about uh, three hours time, I think. Yeah. I think um, I'm going to stay there. So There's no way to sleep. Yeah, I'm too. It's, yeah. it's pretty huge. Yeah. Like it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty massive. But there's, I've just got one actual request. Before the podcast ends, there is, there is one thing that has to happen. And it's very cliche and I apologize, but Evan, I just need some sort of side-by-side -side kind of a call just like we're entering the corner side like me and just, however you want to call it but let's say me and uh me and drew are entering turn three on the last lap of the last cup race where we're side by side that's the prominent factor that has to be here as we come to line let's make it well, happen so so it's hard to do it just yeah you need like, some video so, right well no i so, believe in you i'll do it but i want to hear everybody else's best side by side first and then I'll do it because that'll get me warmed up. 
So I want to hear your guys' best side-by-side -side first, Ooh. and then we'll go from there. Okay. Dancing. I'll, 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 I'll go first. I'm going to be the worst. I should go first. I'm not a play-by-play -play guy. So, Dancing, what's the situation? Uh, you can just do just do it. We're just going to do the side by side. I don't think we can. We're not professionals. We're going to, not going to be able to do the whole situational thing. Just give us a side by side, an Evan style side by side. Next time I'm on the show, we're going to do a. I'm going to pull a clip from a random broadcast, and I'm yeah. going to have all of you call the last lap of a race, and we'll listen to. Everybody's I love so that. So good. Now you have to have me back on the show and in down the line, yes. and we'll do that. So this is actually a thought I had. I was probably going to wait till after, but we'll talk about it now since you kind of brought it up. But what the what NASCAR's done in real life, they've had a really um, cool experience. I think as a viewer experience, is they've had um, a couple of the Xfinity races. They bought brought the drivers into the booth to call the race, oh, and man. I think maybe there's an opportunity with the IROC races where you and Dylan are both in the cars to maybe do a swap with the three of us, maybe in the booth. Just a random oh, thought that would be really cool. The drivers call the race, and the announcers are in the cars. So just a just a thought there. I think that would be pretty entertaining. I think we put a pretty good show on here each week. I think we'd be pretty entertaining to listen to on the broadcast. I don't hate it. I would love to hear that. That would be hilarious. <laughs> a drivers only. Who would do the pits? Steve. 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 It's got to be somebody who doesn't do the IROC because they Steve. take themselves. Steve will do our pits. The instant takes himself too serious to do the IROC, so it's got to be him. It's got to be you three. Yeah, I, 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 well, I'm not saying the three of us. The three of yeah. us are in the booth. I don't know how we split us up, but – you know, we, we broadcast right somehow. I think that'd be pretty awesome. Why? Well, no, we we need someone that knows what they're what they're doing to commentate. But I would love to come in there as as like a as an additional person on on any. I actually was going to put my hand up to come in on the All Star one if you had to just like thrown it to me to be like, hey, you didn't know what time the race started, but come in and give us some comments. Um, that would have been sick. But also at the same time, I feel like I would just start like talking about nonsense for for an inordinate amount of time. And then people will be like, what the hell, is, who is this guy? And why is he talking about things that aren't related to the race? So I, I think some we're, more on, we're, we're on a podcast, it's okay to do that, right? So you do that here, that's well, okay, true, yeah. right? But when, when there's a race going on, I think it's a little easier to stay focused. So I think you give yourself a little bit of credit. Um, I don't think we're getting that. We're not getting that call today, dancing. <laughs> I know. Just, I'm, I'm just waiting at on least, you guys at least do your side by side and then I'm, I'll do mine. <laughs> You're not getting uh, out of it. Uh, I want to hear uh, it. All right, hang on. This will be hang the prelude on, to the drivers only. Ooh, on, I do like that. Though. Matt, you go, go, Matt first. So, Nick. what do you mean by side Same. by side? Just calling two cars racing next to side by just, side. Just the phrase side by just side. Ooh. Yes. It really is hard without context. Uh, yeah. God, no, I can't. Can't just be put just on your most side passionate side by side. Side by side. Right, so you're saying I need to come up with another word for side by side, or just go? No, just, for it? just say side by side, but you got to give it passion. Dance in a farina, side by side in the three. They're touching. Oh, <laughs> I can see that on the IROC. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, they touch. They touch. Well, now, we're now, we're using, yeah. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah, now we're using famous calls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here we go. Give us, come on, Nick. Give us a, give us a side by side. Uh, so what? What? How do you say? Just, is it free lunch? just the phrase. You just gotta just, yeah, just two cards are racing against each other in a tense battle. Uh, okay. Okay. You gotta try. 
Okay. You're doing your okay. best, Evan. Well, I, I'm no Evan Soko, but I can try. Um, I, can I go back straight away into turn three? You can give right, it as okay. much as you want. The more the merrier. <laughs> no, you're making no sense of the context, Dan. Everybody wants extracurricular, so let them go. Yeah, this yeah, is, yeah. A, this <laughs> is the driver's only audition. Yeah, geez, geez. Yeah, this is like, this is my moment. <laughs> okay. Side by side down the back straightaway, dancing, side drafting, free knives. They go into turn three. Contact, spin, dancing around into the wall. And Freenaj makes it out of turn four. Freenaj, for the fourth time, a champion of the RSR from Seats Cup Series. Poor Matt. Tears. It's too real. <laughs> that was basically the Winter Series. That's how we wanted the Winter Series. We still series. won the championship, though. So Yeah, exactly. Watch the race. It doesn't, but... have to, uh, it doesn't have to send the, the trophy overseas. It's staying in America. <laughs> well, that, that could have been your line. Coming to the the trophy yeah, is staying in America. America. <laughs> We're going to do it over again. That's USA. USA. Yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah. was going to say that. Like, imagine, you know, that that's the last call. And he's like, yes, it's staying home. Like, just <laughs> yeah. Land of the free. Home yeah. of the Cup Series title. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The American. <laughs> American. Uh, Sam's right, Sam's given us comments. I, I'm going to do mine. Don't you worry. I'm ready. But Sam's given us some comments. He said, "Why is Dancer lap down racing leader on the last lap?" That's uh, that's because he's very Ryan good point. Newman. I'm not letting anybody go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. <clears throat> I got to get myself in the in the zone in the mindset. Um, and we're going to enter turn three, and we're going to be side by side. That's very good. No, That's a very good it. side by was, side. You, 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 you whispered it, though. You, you yeah, you were whispering. You were like, it was like yeah, side, side by side. Like, you got to. Wait, yeah. is that? Isn't that how you? I, that's almost. But, exactly but you, you, but you, that. you're just afraid oh, to be loud. You're afraid to be loud. So yeah, you yelled, well, but you whispered it. Yeah. How do I? How do I? How do I excitedly, but also just not yell. over the top? You can also just step yell. away from the mic a little bit, right? Or, Side, yeah. or I guess so like maybe if you'll notice when he you. brought it up, I pushed the mic away a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you have to adjust it based on what's happening on track, because otherwise, I like for me, oh Tay, we God. we pushed it. We got pretty loud. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Fuck. Okay. Hang on. I'm gonna try it again. I'm gonna, oh, try, gonna again. try it again. I'm gonna try it yeah, I'm gonna try to get. No, I, I don't think I can get loud enough though. Because also, the other thing to bear in mind is on the other side of this wall, uh, my girlfriend's currently in like a work meeting, so they're gonna oh. be like, Why is yeah. the why is someone What's going shouting? Dance has always filled with excuses, he's got excuses <laughs> before he even does. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> All right, I've been coming to the chicken. Oh, I can't do it. Stay straight. You can't do it. You're overthinking it. It's almost like I the race really needs to be happening, and maybe it's just not. You're, you're going to be the third color commentator. You'll be the yeah, third color Having you guys do a whole clip will be good. So I'm going to make sure that happens. That's I, I will not be at a shout. I can't Dancing, shout. You, uh, you ruined our driver's only. Now we can't do the okay. driver's only because of you. You ruined it. And they're coming into turn three. They're going to be side golf. by side. Oh, oh, that's so hard. after dark. Yeah, it is. Yeah, this is after the turns after dark. Like, it's yeah. A, it's a <laughs> uh, someone yeah. do a Steve Durham spin call. 
And it's the green flag for oh, and Steve Durham is around. Oh, yeah. he's already spun. Steve Durham and again, it's Steve Durham into, into the, the outside wall for the third time tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that's good. Yeah, that you should, so uh, good. Kevin, you should record that and send it to him as his ringtone. As a ringtone? <laughs> 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 it's amazing how anymore. it's amazing how good your voice is. Like it just, just hey, you just switch it on like that. It's such I, a I think it's the other way around. I don't think I have the voice for it, so I think I make up for what? it in the excitement. I, I, how can you say no, that? I, I think you've got the most recognizable voice in all of all of esports. Yeah. Yeah. Second, second, second. Yeah. second, after the turns, co-host uh, <laughs> Nick Mar. Second. Second, Evan Pasoka. Yeah, I don't know how the side by side came to be the thing, but that's the thing that everybody knows. Uh, it's so good. You, I mean, but I feel like other people have, have tried to commandeer that from you. They like other people do definitely chuck in lots of side by sides, but it's it's the it's the drag it's out the length of the, of the side the, yeah. by yeah. side. It's not side yeah. by side. It's I, the yeah. side by side. Like you have to yeah, yeah. the eyes <laughs> to do it. Now it's not 100% all the time though. Like if it's early in the race, it's just they're going to be side by side. But yeah. like you have to emphasize it. So like you don't emphasize the words before it or after it more. It's like so like battle for second place goes off into turns number three and four. They're side by side yeah. for the race lead. Like you slow it down, yes. and emphasize it, and punch it home, and that's oh. where it's the money. So do you think of that? Where you're like, this is going to be my thing? No, it just just yeah. sort of yeah. happened. I mean. Yeah. Well, you know, luckily cars are side by side a lot. That's in, in, in this kind of racing, it's helpful. <laughs> Actually, I, I've got one more question. I know, I know, we've taken heaps of your time, but I, I just got one more question. Do you have in in all your years? Do you have a a favorite call or a particular oh, call? I had that question like, yes, within yes, iRacing, within iRacing related, but like, yeah, yeah, like one that one that sticks out to you that you're especially like proud of, I guess, or that was the most exciting for you, either or. I, I think that the the first uh, so the nineteen Coke finale on NBC was good. Yeah. Um, when Novak won, that wasn't um, yeah. because it was exciting. Of course, I feel like I sounded ten years younger than I do now, and it was only two years ago. <laughs> um, so that's why I can like never go back on anything. They play that in the commercials, though. They play yeah. like in the recent commercials. So I, I I liked that one. That was cool because then. Um, I went to a race and they played it during the pre-race. Oh, so Phoenix last year, I was at the championship yeah, race so and they I. did a highlight package of our, the Coke series thing. And it's just like casually playing during the pre-race show at Phoenix. And I'm just sitting there in my seat like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so any, any of the TV stuff is cool just cause it's such a cool opportunity. And I'm happy. I didn't like choke on my tongue. Cause that would have yeah. been unfortunate. So yeah. at least I didn't. Do you, that. do you ever get recognized? Do you get recognized at NASCAR a couple times? I actually get recognized more at Monster Jam than okay. NASCAR stuff. Um, but I haven't been to as many races, of course, in the last couple of years because of everything. So yeah, hopefully getting to more uh, stuff coming up. But so I think the the first the first race that was on TV was was that it was Iowa Star? Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember watching that, and I like I had no idea of the like before switching on what the arrangement would be. But I actually remember switching that on and being really pleased that they kept you as the 
as the announcer because I kind of thought they might just like shoehorn in, you know, mm-hmm. TV personalities and whatnot. Uh, but that must have been that must have been a, a thrill to to get to, you know, to to, to show your your wares on on uh, on TV like that. Yeah, if you listen to like the start of the race. Um, where I have to go through the grid, I had to like stop several times in the middle of sentences to like breathe because I was freaking out yeah. a little bit because it's funny because I did it from home like a normal thing. Like I didn't have to go anywhere to do it. I did it from home. But then I yeah. had a, my laptop up on Skype and it was with NBC in the studio so I could talk with Parker and them. So there's everybody in a studio, producers in my ear and then just me at home, like, like quite the disconnect yeah. in the contrast. Um, yeah. obviously I was happy that they let me do it. I almost ended up doing the pro invitational stuff last year. It was close. Ooh. Didn't <sighs> happen. That would have been cool. Damn. And then of course, yeah. because of COVID, we were supposed to have last six races of Coke on TV last year and mm-hmm. that didn't happen. Um, so I don't ah. think there's any plan for that to happen this year. They might do like, they did like an hour syndicated version of it last year. So they might do something like that, um, this year, but I think Parker, and Steve Letarte are just going to come on the Coke broadcasts um, towards the end of the year, like they did last year mm. this time around. So it's always cool when you're working with the guys like that, right? So, like in mm. the Vegas race um, in the fall of '19, so I think it was like it might have been like after the Iowa race, but before the Homestead race, or somewhere in that window. Mm-hmm. Um, I met up with Steve and they showed me around the, you know, the NBC booth at the track and the TV compound and how all it works and got to say hi to all the NBC folks and all that. So that was, that was super Hell cool yeah. that I'll just like randomly get a text from Steve Latart about things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's cool. awesome. Yeah. That's so good. Well, you're, you're amazing. You're a superstar. Keep it up. Yeah. Uh, and, and make we RSR have... proud, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. 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 Well, we appreciate everything you've done for us um, in our podcast. So in our series, um, and I don't know, I guess, I guess with that, I, I, I think we're pretty much done. Um, I feel like we should, uh, we should have had you probably intro, but we can have you do that next time. Oh, I'll leave oh, the professionals. I'm Pisoko and this is after the turns. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I had too many drinks beforehand. Too. I'll do that. I'll do that. If, if I get the, uh, I want the, after the laps car though. So we'll make yes. a deal yes. and I'll get you guys an intro recorded or something. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was just thinking about it. All right. Well, uh, with that, um, thank you so much, Evan, again, for joining us. You're welcome back anytime. I'll get out of the seat if I have to. That means you're going to, you can, you can come in and fill in. We'll do a, we'll do a swap one race. Well, I'll, uh, I'll do the, the booth. We'll do the driver's I'll jump in the car. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think you get to host the podcast. I get to host one of Dan said, if you thought those two cars were a hazard now, wait till I'm behind the wheel of one of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You have one goal, and it's to make sure he doesn't win. That's the only yeah. goal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with that, have a, uh, thank you so much for joining us uh, for After the Turns. Uh, we'll join you next week for another episode um, after uh, preview or after Nashville. Talk about everything that went on. I'll be at the race this weekend, so um, looking forward to that in real life and discussing it next week. So thanks so much, guys. Have a great night.